Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of FPL Black Box. If you're watching this, please don't forget to sub and oh, like. In already. I'm going in early, Mark, this time. Oh, smash it straight away. Smashed it straight, smash that, that like and sub button. Uh, hope we're doing well. I am on the beer again, but I am not as drunk as Friday night, so no. don't worry about that. And Mark is joining me in solidarity. Well, I thought after the f- we got such rave reviews when been on the on the beers, I thought we better stick to it all the time. But um, it's nice to know we'll that see. people prepare. People prefer no preparation whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, it takes me a few hours to get everything ready for this show, and obviously we do a bit <laughs> of conversation about what's going to be in it. But that Friday night show we did live for Wazzy's Wildcard, we literally just got on screen and did it and got rave reviews. So yeah. basically, zero preparation, lots of beer. That's the way forward. But... <laughs> Well, we'll see. What can you say? How are you doing anyway? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, absolutely good. And and we we will promise to do more of those shows. Probably not going to do one this Friday because it's the uh, Villa game, but um, we will certainly roll our, our sleeves up and get some of those done as well. And tonight, we're hopefully not going to do two hours, though. It's going to push it, though. We've got a lot to cover, mm. as We've got to pick apart your wildcard, of course. Yeah, and... It's an interesting one because there's kind of three ways that that could have gone. And um, I wasn't... Because, you know, we're adding our notes to you know to the black box thinking and the mistakes we've made and yeah i can't really work out whether it was a mistake i'm kind of happy with the result with my team so i'm do you want me it's... to help you out with that yeah you can you can give me your your counsel as to, as to what you think but yeah what else have we got what else are we talking about today oh uh okay well we've got quite a lot um we're going to look at this much we know which is an old article we used to do on the scout um when it basically we talked about the stuff that we know now and i think it's a good time to do it because yeah game week five I was completely wrong with the wild cards. I, I, I went on record as to say, well, I don't think that, uh, well, I, I said I certainly wasn't ready to play the wild card because I didn't know enough. Um, I didn't trust that Spurs were the Spurs we saw um, um, in that game against West Ham. I thought that maybe West Ham would you know, keep them at bay and Kane and Son wouldn't run right. But after 15 minutes, it was pretty clear that yeah, was... Yeah. Absolute nonsense, and I've got it wrong. Um, but, you know, is it a time now where we can look at the uh, season so far and make some statements about what we've got in front of us? Um, you know, is the data actually strong enough where we can start making decisions that will work? Because, of course, the wild cards in game weeks two, three, and four were 
abject failures um, because basically the season took us by surprise and every time we thought we had it worked out and those guys who played their wild card obviously did it with some confidence that they knew the best players to pick and they got found out um, but in game week five it all changed so is it now the turning point we're going to look at some statements that I've written and see how many of those as that you think ring true so far um, other than that we're going to look at team stats attack and defense we've got our watch list we're going to make some changes to those uh, we'll look ahead to the game week. We'll look at the captains. We'll reveal Savert's captaincy. I've got it this week. Um, we'll, look, we'll look at the Black Box League. And then Gaz is going to say smash that button again. Yeah, double, way around, du- double time. Double time this time. Full circle. So let's look at your team. Let's look at the game week straight away. Yeah. Um, so you've got 80 points with this team. This is mm-hmm. the wildcard team. And so what? Are you not pleased? You are pleased? No, I, I am pleased. I mean, you know, like we were talking about, I, I, I think, you know, it was the international break. I, had, I think I had three options my first option would have been to have, have waited until the the end of the internationals mm. uh, not made a transfer and then i think my transfers would have been very different to the transfers that i made at the start so i would have had the knowledge about de bruyne so i probably would have done de bruyne to son um kept Werner anyway and done uh, davis to um calvert lewin so i think I, I did some did a bit of research and those moves I'd be about even. I think I'd be about three points down on, on the wildcard team that I had. But the crucial thing is at this point I would be 0.8 down in team value. If you hadn't have played the wildcard or if you hadn't have made those early transfers. If I hadn't made those early transfers, I would have been 0.5 yeah. down and then yeah. the wildcard got me an extra point three on top of that as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I, 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 you know, Joe was talking about early transfers and not to do them, but yeah, I, mean, I was when really it's a surprised. Swing, yeah. When it's a swing of 0.5, that's like, get to the point where you've got to, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah. 0.5 just over the international break. And then mm. obviously since then, I've bought in Martinez, um, who's gone up as well. Greedish yeah. has gone up, uh, you know, Lamptey as well. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, so there's that. I mean, the other option, and I think you've, you've, you've done the work for me, is um, I could have just taken the minus eight. Uh, if I'd taken the minus eight, I would have sold Werner. Well, yeah. So Werner would have been gone. Um, and I'd be, what was it, about 20 points down? Well, I'll show you in a minute. Um, Show me. Let's have a look. Yeah. Um, So this is what you would have had. I made a guess at what your first 11 would be. So you would have sold Werner, and what was the other transfer you did? Oh, Sun in for De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, And then Mope in for Davis. So there were your three transfers. You'd have have spent minus eight, and you'd have scored a total of 60 points. Yeah. So 20 points gained, which doesn't sound a lot, but... Mm. Obviously, what you've done, though, is is set up your team. If we go back to your team, you've set up your team for the long haul, you'd hope. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, pretty much one of the main reasons I did it was because when, I, when I'd done the minus eight, I was looking at my team and I was thinking, there's still players here. There's some that I like. So players like Samedo I didn't want to get rid of and, um, you know, Mopi I just, be, I just bought in. But then I had, I had players like Pereira and um, like Walker-Peters and Ryan in goal. And, you know, there was still players who I wouldn't want going forward so I thought I'm constantly going to be taking a transfer every week to move those players out and Grealish would have been would have been hard to get and you know it, it just didn't seem it just didn't seem right and taking the minus eight as well so yeah I made the decision played the wild card team looks in better shape going forward 20 points up on the minus eight 0.8 value gained on not making the only transfers so overall I think it was a success you're pleased so you're kind of Towards pleased, are you? I'm towards. I'm towards the, the green of pleased. Yeah. Okay. I, I 
What about Kane? How are you feeling about Kane? Because mm. I got criticised for trying to convince you to have my players, but I'm pretty sure Andy and me were sort of saying get Kane in as well. Um, yeah. So that it was a mix of uh, me playing mind games. To be honest, I can't really remember the stream. It's all a blur. <laughs> well, you can't remember even though I feel. One, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but how do you feel about Kane now? I mean, you know, Werner obviously delivered for you, but what do you feel about Kane going forward now? I mean, the the, the point of Kane, the, the problem with, if I'd gone for Kane, would be that I would have had to have weakened somewhere else in the squad. So it could, it wasn't like it was Werner and a 4.5 mid over Werner and Suchek. It would have been the difference between like Werner and um, Grealish over Kane and Barkley or Werner and a 4.5 defender over Werner and Semedo. So it's not just a straight case of mm. Kane or Werner in that situation. It was, it was, it would have been a weakening somewhere else. Um, Alexander Arnold potentially could have, could have, been the the one that I, I got rid of, but I'm still reluctant to to get rid of him, even though um, now they've got even worse news with Van Dijk out and 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 all of that. But no, I mean Kane Kane is someone who I think is going to continue to deliver points, but I don't think I'd be captaining him in, in the next two anyway because Salah's there with two great fixtures. Um, I've got Son in, and I liked what I saw from Werner. I think the United game is going to be tough, but then Chelsea have got a good run of fixtures themselves. So you know. How much can Kane? How much can Kane hurt me? I mean, if Werner, well, if Werner blanks for the next three games and Kane scores braces every match, then okay, fair enough. It's been a complete disaster. But if Werner can get a couple of goals and and Grealish outscores Barkley by enough, or mm. you know, I just need my other players to chip in. And I think you know, Kane isn't. I know we're going to talk about how great Kane is at the moment, but. There's player you can't have everyone like we talked about in the scout cast yesterday. You've got you know there's Fernandez mm. for example. I talked about him on the wild card. He is a player I worry about every week. But unless I take someone out to get him, I can't have him. Um, you know the City boys. I mean you've got Sterling and, and De Bruyne when they're back. I'm not going to be able to move for them easily. You, you you physically cannot have every player. And I know Kane is the one that everyone wants at the moment. But I'm happy with my team and I don't feel the need to rip it up just to. So, just so get you've him in. got no plan to get Kane. So I've got it, no it, plan. If if Werner disappoints in this game week and Kane goes to Burnley and gets a couple of goals, you'll you'll sit on it and wait for Werner's better fixtures. Well, I'd, I'd have two transfers to, right. to, to which would make it easier. So right. if if Werner if if Chelsea look really poor against United and Spurs absolutely hammer Burnley, um, then I could, you know, move Semedo out um, and and look at... I mean, it'd be, it'd be difficult because Kane's just rising so much in price now. Like He's, mm. he's nearly 11... He's going to be up to 11 million soon, uh, which is going to be an issue. So I, I don't have any plans to get him in currently, but with two transfers, I could, in theory, get him in if I wanted to. But I, I just think, like, I know he's got three amazing games. He's got Burnley, he's got Brighton, and then he's got West Brom. And then the yeah. fixtures turn, and no one's going to yeah, want two Spurs... For that, I don't think. With, no, with... I mean, I, I went through the same process. Um, and as you know, I was on WhatsApp with you going, what should I do? Should I go Jimenez to um, to Kane? And um, we'll find out in a minute what I did. But yeah, it, and I look, I looked ahead to game week nine where it does turn. And I think I was thinking to myself, can I make it to there without him? And then have that difference of going perhaps for an Aguero or a Man United player at that point when the fixtures turn. But it's very, very difficult with Kane rising in price and the chance that he maintains it. That's a trouble. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'd do. If, if I absolutely decided after this game that I had to get Kane, I'd do Werner mm. and Trent to Kane and a 5.5. Oh, Trent, defender. losing Trent. I'd lose Trent. Yeah. 
We're not going to go into depth on the Van Dyke Trent Robertson thing. We'll talk a bit about it later, but it's, there's been a lot of coverage of that. Um, so you just going back to this, you gained twenty points with your wild card, which isn't bad. It's funny though. I was thinking like wild cards must be thirty, thirty-five points, but. You know, when I play mine, and I if I go to the trouble of working it out, it's probably only going to be about the same as well. Because mm. um, I looked at the Black Box League, um, and this is the um, best wild card that was played in the Black Box League by Jerome Sforts. Um, he would have scored 36, and he got 94, so he got a 58-point gain. But I looked at teams that would have scored 60 points, and the top difference I could find between their score they would have got and the score they did get was 27. So you were only seven points behind the best that I could see. There you go. So basically, obviously, the better your team originally, the smaller the gap's going to be between your original team and the, and the wildcards. So that kind of suggests that you had a decent enough team, but you would have been 20 points poorer and you'd have been down on cash and you wouldn't have had yeah. you know, the players you've got in now. So... I suppose it was a good wild card. Oh, I'll thank give you, you that. so much. I'll give thank you that. You so I mean, much. you know, you, you graced us with your presence at 12 o'clock at night going for the wild card. We went <laughs> through that. I think it's only fair. Um, and the wild card generally was a massive success. I mean, I've got to mention Joss on always cheating because unfortunately uh, it was really bad because I was on the show, you were on the show, on the FBL show. And he was coming on to talk about the fact he was playing his wild card. And I knew he was coming on, but I didn't think he was listening to the, all the bits before. Mm. And so just before he came on to tell us how he was playing his wild card for Kane and Son, I was saying how I would never play a wild card to get Kane and Son. Yeah. So I was basically arguing against the exact reason he was making his wild card. Because I just felt that, you know, could we rely on Kane and Son to live in against West Ham? I had my doubts because of how... But you were, you were sure of a West Ham win, weren't you? And you weren't, I, well, weren't I far off. <laughs> no, I thought they'd get a result there, get a win. I said, you know, that Spurs would score, but West Ham would win. And it, another 10 minutes, that might have been the case. I know, but, yeah. Crazy game. But yeah, there's no doubt the wild cards were successful. Joss did really well with his, you know, he's, he was in a position of strength anyway. So he's leapt up the rankings and he's obviously incredibly pleased with how it's gone. He's got Kane and Son. He's got a team set now. Um, and the average score for the wild card, you know, bears this out as well. The average score overall in the game was 72.7 for the wild card, as shown here, which is, you know, nearly 16 points ahead of the no chip average. Um, these are numbers from live FBL, by the way. So, I mean, we've yeah. we've seen in in previous weeks that wild card and free hit number being lower than the no chip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's it right. was a good so, week to wild card. So those who had no chip got an average of fifty six point three, and those who wild carded got seventy two point seven. So a clear win for the wild carders. So congratulations for those who played their wild card. Thank you. Thank you, you. chose the right week. Um, <laughs> it was the first week of the season where mm. finally. Things went to form, you know. It was, you know, you batch yourself to do it, as did Josh and many others, and it came off so well done. And hopefully now we're getting somewhere towards normality. Maybe that's a sign. We'll have to see. Yeah, I doubt that somehow, but mm. it's a nice thought. <laughs> Here's my game week uh, 63, not bad, but oh dear. The biggest, I mean, even though I, you know, I missed the opportunity to play the wild card and talk about that in a second, the biggest lesson learned from this week was look at the bed, second yeah. sub, Dina, Luca Dean. Seven points. Now, it doesn't sound a lot, a six-point swing from James, but the fact is, uh, before the show, I had Dina in, and I changed it Saturday morning. I should, I should never make a Saturday morning change, should I? That's, that's, that's got to be on our list. I mean, they, they just don't work out. I mean, look, at it's cost me points already this season. Uh, it's cost you points. I mean, didn't you get lucky a few weeks ago because you, you played James and he didn't play, and then Suchet came on? Yeah. So, uh I don't know. Was that Maybe. right? Yes, yeah, so, it was right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's got, right. He didn't come on. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, I mean that was yeah that was a lucky one. I didn't get away at this time. Jane, I, I knew when I saw the Chelsea bench, he'd come on because there wasn't a central midfielder on the bench, mm. and I knew that Lampard can play him in central midfield. And lo and behold, he brought him on. I can't remember who for, but. Um, but we won in midfield for the final minute. and Yeah, that's a real kicker, isn't it? But it's my fault. I can only blame myself. And I, and, I, and I really do, even though it's just six points, I can't make that mistake again. But elsewhere, I've got to say, I was incredibly lucky. And I was incredibly lucky because of what Pep said. And when Pep ruled De Bruyne out, yeah. it made it clear that I had to take a hit and get Sun in. Now, if Pep had said... Uh, De Bruyne might be a bit short. I might have held him, mm. and I didn't because he was clear. And you know, I, I wasn't the only one. I think FBL General tweeted that he was grateful to Pep and also Brendan Rodgers because Brendan Rodgers said about Vardy that he was, you know, doubtful. I think a major doubt, maybe, maybe even said he was out. I can't remember. But he, obviously, General had Vardy, so General went uh, De Bruyne to Son, Vardy to Kane, Captain mm. Kane, massive hauls, all yeah. off the back of getting definite team news, and and. And the thing is, for me as well, this, this knocks on because had I not got Son with the hit, I wouldn't have the money now to do him and Esther Kane. Yeah, I, think I know. It, I think I'd be not one short. I know. Yeah. So the to the impact of me not doing that De Bruyne to Son transfer, I mean, we don't know what De Bruyne would have got against Arsenal, but I don't think he would. Well, have I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wildcarded if 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 they'd been. Um, I wouldn't have taken the hit. No. If if, if Pep had said, "Oh, he's a 50-50, there's absolutely no way I would have I would have done it either. So what what how many points is that? So you would have captained Salah and kept De Bruyne and got Brewster. So that's probably what well, about sixteen I, points. I didn't work it out, but I'd be incredibly more miserable than I was. Yeah, I, mean, I was <laughs> I was miserable enough as it was for missing out on doing the work hard. But yeah. yeah, I mean it shows you. I mean we often talk about luck in this game, but we don't often equate we often equate luck to a penalty save or someone coming off the bench. We don't often equate it to a little bit of team news like that, which makes up your mind. But we have to acknowledge the luck in that. And, and also that was unlucky for people like you who did play the wild card because how many, you would have got about 40, 45 points off me there. Mm. And, you know, everyone who played the wild card would have moved ahead of everybody else who took a hit to get Sun in. So actually, although the wild cards were effective, they could have been even more effective had Pep kept his mouth shut. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's amazing, go. isn't it? Something like yeah. that can can impact so so. It's much absolutely on. crazy. So it's let's crazy. look at the lessons learned. So we've been we've been doing these throughout the season. And the bottom two are new, right? So I want to talk about the bottom two. Always prioritise a player likely to start rather than a rotation risk. If there's a likelihood that they will come on, it sounds bleeding obvious, doesn't it? Why do I need to read that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess though, you know, looking at it is. It, it's one of those ones where if James had played at home to Southampton, you would much we'd much prefer him over Dean away at yeah at Liverpool uh, at home, home to Liverpool at home to Liverpool yeah so yeah I I mean I do I do agree I th- I think I think particularly with with someone like that when there is the chance that they could come on for one minute I mean you, you know at least with a, a midfielder or a forward you, you're more than likely going to get thirty minutes from them or something yeah. but. The problem is with a defender, it's it's normally a kind of like last minute wind down the clock or, you know, more, well, of, more of a yeah. desperate manoeuvre, isn't it? So it, it's it's definitely my, and Martin Boyle backing me up to the hilt by saying that's FBL 101, to be honest. Yeah, he's right. It is. And but it's surprise. I think this is the point. You know, people I'm an experienced FBL manager, but it's it's amazing how even people who played the game a long time make fundamental errors like that. Mm. And that's the point of this show. I, I'm trying to track this stuff as we go. 
so that next season we can read this stuff back and go right hopefully we won't fall into these traps again because... I mean really James I, I, I know he hauled you in that first game but I think James was a bad pick from the start yeah. and I said that yeah. from the start because yeah. I just I know he's talented I know he's good but he was he was only really a consideration because Azpilicueta was, was out of that first game as soon as Azpilicueta came back into the reckoning, you, you just you, you can't be confident enough that he's going to start. Yeah, I, I've, I've got to give it to you. You've just said Azpilicueta twice perfectly. Thank you very much. Um, but also, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right about James. And But the, the frustrating thing is, played for England, man I know. the match. I know. Played for Chelsea last night, man the match. When he plays, he's yeah. really good. And so he was a player. I think he was just an exciting pick. And yeah. when I'm looking at defenders... I kind of look at it and think, well, I'm not going to get clean sheets. So having an exciting pick that when he plays, I get a chance of attacking returns, the same as Trent and Robertson, it's it's seductive, isn't it? And I, I fell for it. Definitely fell for it. It's the other, go on, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, it's funny because, you know, you, you get that initial haul from him and you think, oh, yeah. I've absolutely nailed this. But then suddenly you start getting a few, issues, few problems like this. You play him and he gets one point, Dean gets seven. Suddenly the gap. Of if you just picked a, a a regular starter who gets less points in that first week, suddenly, um, you know, makes it a bit less. I might as well have had cardboard competitors. Oh yeah, that exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I know. I know. Um, it, it, it's a shame, but I I did did get a little bit cocky when he scored that goal. I was yeah, like, I oh yeah, he's going to start every week. I know. Oh yeah, and he's going to get goals like that every week as well. Every week a thirty yarder. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> I, I was I was getting a bit cocky with him. Um, and I remember seeing on Scout, someone was saying, there was a thread about it. Someone said, oh, why do you think Reese James is going to start? As Pekulesa is going to, I just said it wrong there. So oh, he's going to come straight no. back in. And I need, you know, those moments where you nearly reply to someone with a like, oh, what makes you say that? And oh, I've, done it. Yeah. I've, done, I've written it out a few times on Twitter and then gone, no, I won't do that. Um, and I nearly did it with that as well. I nearly replied to that guy saying, well, actually, I think James has been impressive and we'll start every game. I'm glad I didn't respond because obviously it's turned out exactly as that guy said. Sometimes um, I need to learn that skill of saying do. nothing. I, I definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely nail my colours to the mask way too, way too quick. Mm. <laughs> you do go in with two I feet. do, I do. Yeah. yeah, you know it's part of my charm. Part of my charm. Okay, the last lesson there is the linking to the wild cards. Don't underestimate form opportunities as a reason to play the first wild card. Now, normally I play the first wild card when my team and the state it's in triggers it, mm. and now. And normally opportunities as in, oh, there's this player I could get on before anyone else or there's this turn of fixtures. They're normally the secondary reason. I mean, is that is that what you would say about your approach to the wildcard as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Josh showed the way, right? He he played it purely on the fact that he wanted to get Kane and Son uh, and a few other. He didn't have Calvert-Lewin, right? So that's another reason, obviously. So those three players are you know, a good reason to play the wildcard, I guess. But... He was really positive and aggressive with it. He didn't look at his team and think, I hate it. He was ranked like 300,000 in the world, I think. Mm. So he was pretty high up. Um, but he's got up to 60k off the basis of a great wildcard. Now, I need to learn from that because I, I look back and think, yeah, of course, I've done that in the past. But I don't know. I can't really remember. Um, I can't really remember. I've had successful wildcards, but I don't know if they're triggered by opportunities or whether they were triggered by my team being in the right old state. Mm. Probably the latter. Um, and I think as well, I've taken... A lot of hits this season. You have. And if we go if we go to the great and the good, you you'll have see taken that a actually, lot of hits. Yeah. This is the great and the good league, and you see that I've taken in that second table there, I've I've burnt sixteen points in hits, which is the most in that league. Yeah. And um 
It's a lot, right? So I've taken four hits. And I wonder whether if I hadn't taken as many hits, my team would be in a worse state and therefore I might have wildcarded mm. and therefore I might have gotten... Well, if I'd have wildcarded, I'd have got Son and Kane, I think, right? Mm. It sounds like, yeah, Captain Hindsight, but it would either be Werner or Kane. And I'd like to think I'd have gone Kane, but don't You know. wouldn't have gone for Werner. No, don't give me all that. I haven't sold him the week before. No. <laughs> so I might have gone... You know, had my team been in the worst state, like if I didn't have Calvert-Lewin like Josh, I might have played it. But I took hits to keep my team in, up to speed. And therefore, my team never looked bad enough. And maybe that's my mistake. Uh, yeah, I, I think with, with, with Josh, I mean, I was, you know, he, he we, we were on the FPL show with him the other day. Well, he was he was on um, virtually. Um, but he, you know, he said, uh, you know, wildcarding from a position of strength. Yeah. And I expected to see his team and look at his team and be like, he can't sell these players. They're all brilliant but when i looked at his team i thought mm, yeah i mean actually i reckon you can upgrade quite a few of these players so it was a position of strength i think from for his rank because his rank was really mm. good but i don't think it was really i didn't get the sense that he was selling like great players for great players and going sideways i felt like he was up still upgrading a lot of yeah lot i think of what he, he had. i think he said he didn't have character and he also had reese james who he bought the week before so he fell into that mm. trap uh, a bit later than I did, but the same trap. Um, so, yeah, he had reasons. He definitely had reasons. But I do admire him for doing it because I I don't know. I, I didn't have a good look at his team, but maybe I would have done the same. But I don't know. It's a, it's a long shot. So mm. I think I've got to learn that lesson for next season is, you know, come game week four, the international break, if my team doesn't look bad, I need to actually put more weight behind the fact that is there an opportunity to seize upon form? Mm. It's just the reason why I didn't do it. I didn't trust what was I was seeing. Yeah. I just didn't trust that Kane and Son would do what they did. And it, it would it would have gone against what you were saying about West Ham um, putting up putting up more of a fight. I mean, neither of us expected three nil after. Well, how long? I mean, it's two nil after about ten fifteen minutes, wasn't it? Mm. Um, mm. I wasn't. I just wasn't expecting West Ham just to give them so many chances. And then it was like Spurs again. Like they just went off the boil again for another. Until Kane had that shot, like sort of in the second minute. half. Second half, West Ham were fantastic, weren't they? I know. And and they got the three goals without Antonio there, didn't they? Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, you, you know, it's one of the things I've said in this match. We know West Ham are definitely a side that can present value. I think. Let's talk a little bit about the great and the good here, because Late Riser deserves a nod for his um, big jump up the ranks. A hundred, uh, what was it? Yeah, one million eight hundred seventy-four thousand five hundred fifty-nine places. He captained Werner. He did it without a Spurs player. I know. Well. 91 points without a Spurs player. That is some going, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Yep. Yeah. So well played, Late Riser. Um, he's closed the gap on us. Joe is closing the gap on us. And you're closing the gap on me. Look at that. 277 to 285. Yeah, no wild card though. Yeah, but I could burn it. I could waste it, couldn't I? Hope I hope so. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the drunken stream that I do about that. Oh, that is going to be so sweet. That is that is going yeah. to be that is going to be a good one. Yeah. I always want to play it. Ne- I want to play it next week just to do that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to get t- talked into that. But, <laughs> yeah, I went down twenty one thousand places, or rather two hundred sixteen thousand places. That's wishful thinking. Mm. And you jumped up uh, hundred eight, uh, one million places. One million so. play. Yeah, my biggest ever jump. Oh. Well, not yeah. ever, in but this season, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. it is my biggest ever jump. I don't think. Well, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been somewhere where I'm two point. I've never been two point eight million in the world before. Right. So, going from two point eight to one point eight in million places, I think it probably is my biggest ever jump. Interesting in this league as well. Fabio Borges, who's top of the Hall of Fame on the scout, uh, he's top of this league as well. The great and the good with. Um, what's he got? He's got three hundred and fifty points. He's fifty-five thousand in the world. Look at his team value. 
he's got the lowest yeah. team value in our league. Million, yeah. hundred million point two. Um, and you look at Magnus and Vila Ronca. Um, well, Vila Ronca in particular. It's, it's not like Vila Ronca to have big team value, is it? Hundred. He must be million. moving early. Yeah. Well, he's played his wild card, as you can see there. I'd, I'd be on ninety nine point six if I hadn't done those early moves. <sighs> You'd be worried about that, wouldn't you? I'd be very worried about that. You can barely feed the kids with that. That's the <laughs> They're starving. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, it's still. I mean, I'm still one of the lowest. I'm still second lowest. Um, yeah, but you know, I've got a watch for you now. That that uh, that seven points difference could evaporate uh, almost immediately. Could evaporate on Friday, couldn't it? Because you've got Grealish and Martinez. So good old mm. Martinez. Yeah. Let's look at the top ten k because you want to talk about them. Uh, talk us through this, then, Naz. Yep, I will do when my screen. Updates. Oh, you're a bit behind. I'm well, a bit I think behind. We've got the most popular. There it goes. Yeah. So, squad. yep. So, so this is a template for the top ten k. So, as I mentioned last week, it's still kind of in a flux a bit because you know. Uh, there's not that many points from the people outside to the people in, um, but it's McCarthy and and Ryan are the two most popular goalkeepers. So McCarthy, amazingly, nearly 20% ownership in the top 10k. Ryan, 15%. I'm amazed that's not Martinez. Yeah, I mean, it's going to change, isn't it? It will do soon, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, McCarthy's still still keeping Ryan at bay. Uh, I guess people are just going cheap. And then you've got Alexander-Arnold, uh, Justin, Mitchell, Robertson and Sace. So just in there, thirty. But look at Alexander Arnold's ownership; still thirty-eight point nine in the top ten k. Yeah, so that's, this is that's got to be in decline, though, isn't it? Yeah, so just remember, this is um, this is in, so captains would would increase. The oh, okay, but who captain well. Trent? No one exactly. captain Trent, surely. Yeah. So which is why uh, Salah is then one hundred point seven four percent. So yeah. just just to reaffirm, what that means is basically, if you own Salah and you haven't captained him, and his ownership is over one hundred percent, you will lose rank. Um, in theory, in general, it kind of depends on where you are, but in general, you'll lose rank. Um, so the midfield is Salah, Sun on seventy nine percent ownership yep. with some captains, Rodriguez on sixty, probably without captains, Greenish on thirty percent ownership, Zaha eighteen point nine. Yeah, I, I was talking about Zaha last week, thinking, oh, I, I, I know, I'm a, I'm a hipster. No one's gonna, no one's gonna think about Zaha, but obviously yeah, with really Fulham popular. coming up, yeah, really popular. Surprising. But then you look at the next one. I yeah. mean, the next one is is what I really want to talk about, Kane. 118%. So just owning Kane isn't enough. If you own Kane and you don't captain him, you will lose point. You will lose rank if he scores. For me, I don't own Kane. So every time he scores points, is literally like an arrow in the heart of my rank. Um, it is, you know, it is, it's, it's concerning. Because um, obviously, you know, if I want to get into the top 10K, uh, I can't have a player like that scoring. And the trouble is nothing indicates that he is going to stop scoring. So, yeah, it's a bit of a concern. Uh, next to him is Calvert-Lewin, 48%. And Wilson, I was surprised yeah. with, 30, yeah, 31.5%. Yeah, 31. So it's quite an interesting top 10 Ks. There's quite a few players in there who you wouldn't necessarily And do, and do you expect. think as, um, obviously, that 118% ownership was based off the captaincy mm. in game week five. For game week six, do you expect Kane to pick up more captains at Burnley? It's interesting because he's going to pick up, he's obviously going to pick up more owners and he has picked up more owners. Mm. Um, but I think the, the captaincy between him and Salah is going to be more more divided. I mean, Son was the most captain player in the whole game uh, last week, but Kane was in the in the top 10K. So it's going to be pretty split, I think, between Salah and, and Kane. But I, I would, I'd be amazed if that, if that effective ownership wasn't above 100% for Kane. And just talking through the transfers in there on the top 10K, mm. Son top on 2028, yep. Chilwell. Chilwell yeah. second. Chilwell, Chilwell spelt, spelt wrong. 
Of uh, course. Second. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Grealish and Kane on 306. So Kane's transfers in on the top 10K wasn't that massive, but no, I, I mean, imagine it, he's top now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the De Bruyne. It was a De Bruyne injury, wasn't mm. it? Mm. It was such an easy move for people to move KDB to Son. So it was, you know, I mean, you look at that, a fifth of the top 10K um, moved, moved De Bruyne to Son in mm. theory. Yeah, makes perfect sense, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, and this is the chip use, and it's quite interesting, the wild card score there, isn't it? It is. Just give me a so second. 77 Why? was the average for in the top 10K. Yeah, so so, so what we saw was so the wild card, the, so the wild card for the, the, in general was 72. Uh, for the top 10K, it was 77. So the top 10K played their wild card better. Uh, free hit score, 77. Triple captain, 86. Uh, so the people who triple captain did did the best. So if you triple captain Kane and Son, you were laughing. Uh, and it was mm. it was a week where premium picks delivered. So you know captain picks, sensible captain picks who sometimes blank kind of all did well. So it was a good week to triple captain. And if you did it and you were success, you were successful with it, then hats off to you. Yeah, and going back to the great and the good, we're talking about our captains. I mean, we've both got eighty four points from our captains. This season, and the top yeah. in our league is Magnus Carlsen on 118. So we're kind of in the top area of captain scores so far. And considering how badly I did with that last season, I, I'm quite happy with that. So that's are you happy with that? 84 points so far from your captain? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate I hate the captaincy. It's it's probably the thing that just stresses me out the most each week. Um, yeah, I mean, again this week, I mean, if you've got Kane or, or Salah, I think you've got a real a real decision to have to make. I'm mm. glad in a way I don't have to make that call and I'm obviously just going to go for Salah, but yeah, I don't know who I'd go for if, if I had to Yes, and, and I'm glad that I don't have to make that call either. Mm. Yes, that's right. You've already, you've uh, already you've definitely No, oh, what do you mean? Stop it. Keep, <laughs> keep the drama. Keep, keep, keep watching, viewer, because that might not be the what case. What is um, Mark's transfer? This <laughs> right. <laughs> This much we know. These are some statements that I've made about the season. And after each statement, I put a percentage on them to say what I feel my certainty is for those. Right. So uh, there'll be more goals. I'm probably 75 percent certain of that. Uh, would you back that up? Yeah. As you think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it I, I, looks I, that way. I, I don't think it's going to slow down at all. I, no. I, well, it will slow down. It has already. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of, I don't think it's going to regress to a point where we start seeing no. lots of nil nils and one nils. I think yeah. there's, there's every week there's going to be odd results and big scores and, and things like that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. We will get more goals. I think it will. I mean, already last game week, I think um, there were signs it's slowing down. We had our first nil nil, of course. And who would have thought it would be West Brom Burnley? I, I mean, I, unbelievable. I mean, no one could have predicted that. Fourteen ninety five. There was. <laughs> did you see seven hundred twenty seven people paid for that? It, was it. that the numbers? Yeah, I saw, well, I don't know how true it was, but I saw a tweet today that said, official leak says, official leak, whatever that is, um, said that 727 people paid uh, 14.95. That's not so, many, is it? Given the... it's, I mean, it could be rubbish, but I, I like to think that's true because it's quite hilarious. 727 not, not for West Brom and Burnley, no disrespect to them, but just disrespect to Sky and the Premier League for charging... You bought the... Bloody Villa game. I, you, I bought them. You yeah, right. Shush, shush, don't tell anyone. You rat, you rat bag. <laughs> I did because I wanted to see Jack Grealish prancing oh, about and doing his nutmegs and all that and getting no So disappointed in you with that, I was. Yeah, I know. But, you know, when you've got Jack in your team, he's so good to watch, mm. you know. I reckon I'd pay forty ninety five to watch him every week. I mean, <laughs> he's a good player at the moment. He's flying. Right, second on the list, there will be more penalties. 100%. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no doubt. So, so we know that. Right. Now, this one's interesting. 
because you'll be surprised at this, there will be fewer clean sheets. I'm 25% certain. <laughs> and do you know why? Why is that? Because so far this season, we've had 22 clean sheets. Last season, at this point, we had 23. And we've had two fewer games this season. So, mm. so far, we're only one clean sheet behind. And I think, although we're getting more goals, I think the goals are coming in games where teams are already winning and then they're kind of killing it off with, like Man United did at Newcastle, right? Suddenly, last 10 minutes, two, a couple more goals just get let in because the crowd's not there to keep Newcastle going and Newcastle just cave in, right? So there's a theory that that's why there's more goals. So in games that are close, there isn't necessarily going to be more goals. But then again, we did have two free free draws, didn't we? So, mm. I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, one fewer clean sheet so far. Is that a shock to you? You don't look shocked. Well, I, I think well, there's going to be fewer clean sheets with Liverpool for a start, and they were probably yeah, quite yeah. a big, quite a big tally of of, um, <laughs> of clean yeah, sheets yeah. last last year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're backing more goals, you've got to think there's going to be less clean sheets just by the fact there's going to be more goals. So unless you're backing on, you know, teams to be winning by higher margins to nil, mm. um, then then the two don't really go together for me. So I, I think there will be, I think there will be fewer clean sheets. Uh, this season. Okay. All right. So you would go up to 50%, would you, on that one? Uh, yeah, I'll go up to 50%, sure. Uh, Salah is the default captain. Mm. Now, before this week, you might have said that, before game week five. So I reckon 50%. I think he still is the go-to. But do you think he's going to get overtaken by Kane? Or do you think even Sterling or De Bruyne are going to threaten him? So by go-to, you mean you don't really know who's a captain in your team. Yeah, you, you go, go to you, go, you go to Salah. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. I think it is Salah. I think mm. it is. I think it is Salah because I. I. I, I still. <laughs> I don't know how many weeks I can keep saying this for. I still don't trust Spurs. What? I, I just. I. I want once these. Really. Games, I mean, they have got an incredible run of games for the next three. Yeah. They've got. They've had an amazing. They've had a really, really good run of fixtures, and you know, you take out that United game, or you look at that United game in the sense that they forgot how to defend in that game. Since the Everton match, they've had great games. I wonder what they, what's going to happen to them when they start having trickier games and, and Mourinho will start getting them to play more disciplined and more, more defensively. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. It's like the, the doubts we had about Spurs were the fatigue, which haven't really materialised because they've got a big squad and they haven't had any, you know, they haven't had a Van Dyke scale injury yet and let's hope they don't. Um, and Mourinho's tactics. We thought, well, Mourinho wins games 1-0, he doesn't, or 2-0, he doesn't really go for the throat, does he? But they are. They're scoring four, five, six yeah. goals. So hmm. yeah. you don't trust it. Though. You still don't trust it. What will it take, Gaz? <laughs> it it will take it will take me to see them continuing to score lots of goals in tougher games. I mean, I think you know from when, when is it? It's game week. It's game week nine. They've nine, got yeah. Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Three tough games there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't. They're just. They're just not going to score three or more goals in those games, and I'm going mean, to be put on record for that. And that's going to come back to bite me at no, some point. No, no, it's but, not. A, not an Eddie Nketiah. I can hardly say it now. You got away with that one. I think. I think you'll get away. I think you're right. I think game week nine is when people who have got two Tottenham players. I mean, imagine. I mean, who would have two Tottenham attackers? Um, would um, would would <laughs> will look at Rashford or look at De Bruyne or look at Sterling at that point because their fixtures. Yeah, switch. So I think we might see some sun to Sterling or mm. sun to De Bruyne or sun to Rashford at that point. I don't know about Kane, though. I don't know. Salah's the one player, though, who could have Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal, and he yeah. would still be a, a, a consideration for my captain. 
But I, I mean, I don't know, you know. I, 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 the way Spurs are playing and the confidence they got and the effectiveness of Kane and Son at the moment. Oh, I know, I know I've changed. I knew you'd you say that. You changed your it. bloody tune, haven't you? I know, all, it, all it took is three goals against West Ham and now, <laughs> now I'm on the terraces cheering for Spurs. Um, oh, you know, I've always been a Kane fan, right? So it's not. it didn't take much to, to win me over on him. And Son, I think, is a fantastic player. But yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. And I, I've got a tiny bit of me that says, I mean, look at this. Kane, the next one, Kane will have a season to rival his best, 50% chance of certainty. I think there's a good chance that will happen. But his best season so far is 2016-17. He got 224 points, 29 goals, 7 assists. He's got 7 assists already. What's going on? There's, there's, no, there's no way he's going to rival that, that 29 goal season. Right. That one might come back at you. That I can't promise might. that. I can't promise that one won't come back. I mean, let's, let's have a look. Let's, uh, we'll come back to this in a minute, but let's have a look at his previous seasons. So 2016-17, he got 29 goals, 7 assists. Um, and he was you know, some stats here. He received a pass every three point seven minutes, which is exactly what he's received a pass at this season so far. What's amazing though, his minutes per goal in that season was eighty seven point three. He scored mm. a goal every eighty seven point three minutes, which is ridiculous because that is actually beating his rate at the moment, which is eighty eight point eight. And if, yeah. so, if you think he's in form now, cast your mind back to two thousand sixteen when he was scoring every game. He was unbelievable. He was just unbelievable that season. Just. Unbel- just completely unbelievable. Um, yeah. I, I just think that the, the reason why I don't think he's going to match it is because I think this year he's got Bale and Son, who I think are going to eat into his into his points. Yeah. And he didn't. I don't think he had that in 2016. He had his his best his greatest competition in that squad was Deli Ali and Eriksson, yeah. and a lot of their play was to set him up and to team up to get to that high number. Whereas Son and, and Bale were too selfish. Yeah, good, good theory. Yep, I like it. I mean, look at his shot accuracy as well. 53% shot accuracy. Again, better mm. than this season. He's got 52% this season so far. Goal conversion, 20% this season, which seems high. 26%. 20, that's absolutely it, ridiculous. I mean, people are saying that, you know, I, I know that, you know, the assists have got us thinking this is an even an improved game, but you look at that season and that is ridiculous numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. Like, um, so... I don't think he's going to have his best season ever because I think you're right. I think that season's going to take some beating. Um, so 29 goals probably isn't within reach. But, you know, it's um, I'd say at the moment, 50% certainty that. How about this one? And I, I think have... just, sorry, just, just one more thing. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have anything against Kane. I don't have anything against mm. Kane this season. I don't have anything against people getting him in or anything like that. He's not like a player who I feel like I'm being really stubborn about and saying, I don't think he's going to have a good season because everything points to him having a good season. And Mourinho... Um, has put his arm around him and said, you're my main man, all this kind of stuff. I just I just think with there being so many other options, I don't see him as essential as he was in that season when there was only a handful of premium picks. You know, you had you had Salah, you had him, and you probably had like Hazard. And then, you know, the other ones you could kind of could come in and out of your team. I just I just don't I just think with the amount of options we've got this year, I don't think he's gonna get close to, to that. So, so let's put it another way then. We've said Salah is still the default captain. You don't see Kane operating on that level long term. Because he's at that level at the moment. For this game week, you definitely think, well, is Salah or Kane it's quite close, which we'll see later. But you don't think he'll keep that up to that level. <laughs> 
It's a good. Yeah, it's a good question. Because because Ver, there are there are competition like Werner, but Werner's not going to reach that level, I don't think. No, but when you look at Kane versus De Bruyne versus Sterling versus Fernandez, yeah. you yeah. know there's there's pl- there's plenty of other picks around who I think could match him this season. I don't think Kane is like the standout of all of them by such a margin that I have to ignore everyone else and get him. Um, I think he's going to have a great season. It wouldn't. It would in no way surprise me if he got twenty twenty five goals this season. Mm. Um, but with Son also doing well i kind of feel like i'm i'm happy to to have him because i think he's gonna he's gonna also have a good season where he could get 15 yeah. 20 goals oh yeah um, i don't yeah, know it's, I... Really, it's, it's a really interesting one i i i i feel like you know going without him is is earning me flat because i feel it feels like yeah, I'm kind of... it's, it's like you're suddenly the chairman of the anti harry kane <laughs> supporters club it does it does feel a bit like i'm not just because i haven't got him doesn't yeah. mean i don't think he's gonna do well but i also think Fernandez is good well. i think de bruyne's good too i think still you know it's just, it's a difficult one, but yeah, I I would still in any given match if if Salah and and Kane had a similar fixture, I'd back Salah every time. Yeah, no, you're vice chairman of the, of the <laughs> Harry Kane Sports Club. Uh, Son will have his best ever FPL season. Yeah, seventy five percent. I think so. I yeah. mean, his best season. Let me just dig this out. So, like, Son's best season, two thousand seventeen eighteen. I was surprised that it's twelve goals, eight assists. Mm. Twelve goals, eight assists is his best ever season. One hundred and seventy-eight points. And he's playing up front for a fair bit of that. He's going to trounce that. He's yeah, going to hit two hundred points. Yeah. I think even with Bale there as a as, as a you know added to the equation, I think Sun will beat twelve goals and twelve and eight assists. Um, what's he got at the moment? Seven goals. He'll have twelve goals by Christmas. Yeah. I completely. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so these are all good so far. Calvert Lewin is a potential season keeper, right? Now, I wouldn't have said that at the start of the season, but it's looking that way. I would say fifty percent certainty. You're shaking your head. No, you don't agree. No, I'm shaking my head as in I, I wouldn't have said it at the start of the season. I can, I, yeah. I think he is. I, I'd probably say more than fifty percent. I'd probably maybe go even up to seventy-five percent. I mean the. The difficulty is, I mean, you know, people have got so much value tied up in him now that he's going to have to really go off the boil to make people consider selling him. Um, and I just don't really see. I mean, when you've got like Richarlison and and Rodriguez and and Dean putting the balls in for him, and given that he's now adapted his game to the point where he's so good at getting those headers and poaching and all that kind of stuff, why why his rate might slow down? But there's no reason why he can't keep. It's only like seven point five eight million. He's going to be. Best value. There's still question bracket. marks about his composure, but obviously, if he's scoring for one touch finishes, that doesn't necessarily come into it. And you know, and that's what he's doing with his head and his and his yeah. feet and his elbow and his backside. I think he scored with more most parts of his body this season. Um, but yeah, can't knock him. Um, looks that way. Rodriguez represents great value. I mean, maybe I should have put more than fifty percent on this. <laughs> I mean, he he certainly does at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, I mean he's. He's he's just he's just going to keep ticking over all season. I I I wonder how many like massive hauls he's got in him, but yeah. I I think you know I mean he's you know he's the same price, well he's a little bit cheaper than Pulisic, and I'm mm. looking at Pulisic and thinking taking a bit of a punt on him when I could have Rodriguez who is kind of proving that he's doing it week in week out. Yeah, uh, I I think I think he, I think he's a great option, and I think you know if you're if you're backing Everton to do well this season, you need to double up. Because you're not going to get enough out of just having Calvert-Lewin because everyone's it, going. Yeah, it, I haven't thought of it like that. It does look that way. I mean, you know, I'm on Grealish at the moment. He's next there. Grealish has kicked on as a fancy asset at 50%. I think that's about right at the moment, but we need to give him more time before we're convinced on that. I look at Grealish and think he could outscore Rodriguez. Mm. Um, but at the moment... Johnson, I mean, 
Do you want some, some, some stats on Grealish? I've got a couple I of do. stats on Grealish. There's only, there's only one point in it at the moment. Rodriguez has got one point more, I think. And he's played one more match mm. than Grealish. But obviously Grealish has got the outlier that is Liverpool. And, you know, but yeah. you can't completely throw that out. But go on. Um, it's almost as if you've done some research <laughs> on Grealish this week. Um, well, if there's, any, if there's any members of Fantasy Scout, they might have seen the article I wrote earlier on Villa. Uh, if you're not a member of Fantasy Scout, there's a link in the description. I suggest you sign up because the members area is fantastic. And actually writing this article was was really interesting. And I've got some other things I'm going to bring out from it. Um, but there's there's some absolute... I was looking I was looking at Grealish and I was actually writing it to try and make a case for Barkley. Because, I, you know, he scored that goal and mm. I thought he's cheaper and all that. And I was looking at Grealish's stats and they're so ridiculous that like, I, th- I honestly, I think you have to get him. I think you have to get him in your team at 7.2 million before his price absolutely skyrockets. No player in the league has had more touches in the penalty area than Grealish over the last four games. Yeah, not even strikers. That not is even crazy. strikers. So he's had more than Sterling, Salah, Mane, um, Kane, all the strikers. No player has created more chances over the last four games than Grealish. So Fernandez, Salah, De Bruyne, you know, it's absolutely insane. His his baseline bonus is is amazing. Um, so he's he's going to be in the bonus as soon as he gets any returns. Well, it's going to be like De Bruyne, isn't it? One assist yeah. is all you One need. One assist, maximum bonus, and he's yeah. going to be getting them. Um, yeah, and that's it. And 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 looking at um at Villa's attacking stats, so their defensive stats, I was a little bit sort of well, not surprised with, but their their defensive numbers. Apart from their expected goals conceded, which is low, but they've had more shots conceded in the penalty area than teams like Southampton, Chelsea, Burnley, uh, you know, teams who are, who are struggling a bit more. They've actually had more shots uh, against them in the in, in dangerous position. So I do think the clean sheets might potentially dry up. But attacking numbers, I mean, their goal conversion is high. So immediately I'm thinking, oh, if their goal conversion is high, maybe that's going to regress. Regression, yeah. But their, their attempts is high as well. Because because they're scoring goals, so they're, they're having they're having attempts, lots of attempts, and they're but, and they're converting them as well. But we do need more time because the Liverpool game in there has skewed it. Right? You know, anyone who plays Liverpool is going to have like loads of shots and stuff. Mm. Aren't they? Right? But it's, but it's just <laughs> crazy, isn't it? But yeah, well, I think we've got a. I think I've gone fifty percent on Greenish because because I own him and don't want to be accused of bias, but also because we need more time because of that Liverpool game. Um, but I every game now, like when you know, Friday night against Leeds, I'm expecting a return, and that wasn't the case with Greedish last year. Mm. Um, but I think he has gone up a level. There's no doubt about it. And that stat, you know, the, the one about touches in the box, that's significant because he's he just knows like I'm going to get take it into the box where they can't touch me. I'm going to bring defenders to me and I'm going to lay it off, and that's what he's doing a lot. Or or he's cutting inside and curling it in, inside the yeah. far post, which is his favourite, his his preferred move in. In football manager, I imagine. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a recipe for success. You'd think. I mean, fix. Oh, sorry, no, go on, finish. No, just with Rodriguez there. That's the problem. Is it one or the other? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just 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 to answer one of the chat. So, fix Ferris says why Grealish when Barkley's even cheaper and more mm. explosive. I mean, it's it's a good question. And um, just some numbers on over the last two, because obviously Barkley only played into. But Barkley has bettered Grealish for shots in the box, five to three. Uh, but when it comes down to the other stats, so less touch in the penalty area, eleven to seventeen, and one chance created versus nine. It's, yeah, that's the big gap. It's just yeah. everything. Everything's going through Grealish. I, I think, and I think there is a case for doubling up. If if you mm. need the money and you and you're wondering how to get Kane and you're looking at, at players to downgrade, or you've got someone like Podence, <laughs> imagine who would do that. I think the double mm. up double up could be viable because I think Barkley is a strong option in his own right, but I. 
I'm looking. I feel a bit like I did about Antonio last season, just before we got that massive haul. And it's interesting that Grealish has already had that massive haul, but I, I feel mm. like another one's coming at some mm. point. Yeah, and the thing's about Barkley, he was playing slightly deeper. McGinn got further forward against Leicester, mm. so they kind of swapped roles. But Barkley still got the goal. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Robertson will get more attacking returns this season. Yes. Yep. What do you reckon? You, yeah, I mean he's he's, he's playing like a winger. He's playing. Mm. He's not even playing like a winger. He's playing like a really dangerous attacking winger. His heat map is unbelievable. Uh, he's yeah. He's, he's they're just looking to get the play down that side so yeah, much. I, I don't know what's behind that. People, like Joe was saying it's because Mane can trap back, so therefore Robertson has that license to get for. But that was the case last season. He's doing it more than last season. I wonder whether it's just because sides have, have worked them out that it's all coming for Alexander-Arnold so therefore I'm going to switch the emphasis to the left and do it through Robertson mm. whether it's a, a Klopp thing but the next one Alexander-Arnold without the hyphen will get fewer attacking returns now I've only got it at 25% because I think it's too early to write him off but it does look that way doesn't it I think he probably going. will because he's lost some corners right was he taking the corners on the left he's taking some year? he's taking some corners he was, taking, he was taking the ones on the left last season. Was, was he taking both sides or just, just the right? I can't even remember. Mm, don't know. I think uh, he was taking both sides a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I remember watching him run, you know, either side. Well, I owned him a lot last year and I'm sure. I mean, f- 15 assists and four goals is, is, is unbelievable, really, for yeah. a defender. It'd be interesting to know what happens with. We keep mentioning Van Dyke being out. You don't want to talk about it, but it's happened. You've got your double Liverpool defence. Yeah, you, you're going to have to face it. it. You're going to have I'll to talk face about it, it when eventually. It gets to my team. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's the next. It's the next one. Look, Liverpool's defence will not match last season's clean sheet tally. No way. Fifteen last season. I mean, I can't believe you've got fifty percent on that. There's absolutely no way they're going to match their clean sheet tally last. Year. I mean, already they haven't looked good since since um, since lockdown or project restart happened. Then they lost Allison for a bit showing proving again that they can't cope when he's injured and now they've lost Van Dyke for the whole season absolutely 0% chance they keep a clean sheet so you reckon More. 100% certainty they won't get 15 clean sheets absolutely no way not a chance they got 21 the season before that you know 15 was a regression so what you're they're going to go down to what 12 10 i mean if if you're saying they're going to get 10 clean sheets they're not going to win the league i wouldn't have thought well i don't think they are going to win the league now right okay so you're saying that as well Blimey, oh. that's Harry Kane you've written off and Liverpool's <laughs> losing losing Van Dyke is 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 a bigger blow than City losing Laporte last year mm. for them because oh, they agree, yeah. they they just they're just going to struggle like so much. I mean City, I mean City's replacements weren't great, but you know they had Fabinho who who went in, and then they had um, you know they still had good midfield players who could who mm. could cover some of it. But Liverpool, I mean, if they move Fabinho back. They lose such a massive part of that midfield. Well, I think that's what they're going to do because the, Van Dyke, what he brings there, not only defensive solidity, but the passing, right? His ability to switch play to right and left to Robertson and Alexander-Arnold with one pass is important to their tactics. So Fabino could do that, mm. whereas your Matips is not going to do that. I did think Matip, when he played last season, or the season before last as well, had some decent games, but he's just never fit enough either, is he? So I've got it at 50%. You think I should have it at 100%? Right at the top, 100%. I think that would be the one of all of these that I would, I'd be most certain about. I mean, right. there's lots of people in the chat saying, oh, they kept a clean sheet tonight in the Champions League. Yeah, fair well, enough. There you go. I'm not, but, 
Where's those straws I was clutching at earlier? Oh, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I, I, you're probably right. Okay, let's get through this. Nearly there. Villa must have the must-own defence. At the moment, that looks that way. I've got it at 25% certainty. Do you think at the end no. of the season we're going to get... No, you don't. No, not, no you, not... You've got some data on this, haven't you? Yeah, well, not, not based on the research that, that I did. So, as I said a minute ago, I wasn't that impressed by the defensive numbers of, of Villa. Um, so, do you know who's had... I don't know if you've seen my article. Do you know, do you know who's had the uh, the least amount of shots conceded in the box this season? Brighton and Hove Albion. Brighton and Hove Albion. I was absolutely amazed when I, when I read that. Uh, two errors um, with one leading to a goal. So, they're not... They're not making that many mistakes, but it feels like they're they are still weak from from set plays. So I, I I am concerned about that. But in terms of like generally from open play, they are statistically the best defensive mm. team in the league, um, and they've played Everton, Chelsea, and United. So it's quite encouraging. Second is West Ham, which is even more remarkable when you consider the games they've had. Uh, then you've got Liverpool, fine. Then you've got Spurs and Chelsea. So again, two teams who are conceding a lot of goals, but the stats indicate that defensive resilience could be coming and they could start mm. doing better. Then you've got Southampton, Arsenal, Burnley, Everton, Man City, and then Villa. So just below Villa is Fulham. And they've so had... you, you think Martinez's run of clean sheets will come to an end? And I, Well, I think it's, it's inevitable. I think, you know, I don't think Villa are, are going to be the team that... that that keeps the most clean sheets in the league. And I think, you know, no. we are going to start, I think they're, they're, they're capable of keeping clean sheets. We've seen it, mm. but I don't think Martinez is going to be getting nine points every week. Okay. Um, I think they're good value. I think, you know, players like um, Konza, I like the look of, mm. and Martinez are good. And I think having one is sensible, but I'm not sure it's, you know, that essential to, to have No, one. well, I had it at 25%. I'm not certain yet, but that's probably what we would say at the moment. Last three, De Bruyne will struggle to match last season's tally. Pretty controversial given we're so early on and De Bruyne has had the injury. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Should, we presume he'll be back in a couple of weeks, right? Is he going to get what he did last season? I would say unlikely because it was such an outstanding season. Would you back that up? Yeah, Ooh, you're hesitant. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, from what I've seen of him so far, apart from that Wolves game, he has been operating in a more withdrawn role. To what mm. I've, to, I mean, I can't, I can't, I remember a few games where he was asked to kind of like, you know, drop back and help dictate things from the centre. But he's done it in, in the two games that I've seen in, in both the Leicester and the Leeds game. Um, now he's not, I, I, I remember seeing him in, in one of the first few games last season and he was literally sprinting to the penalty area. Mm. And I was like, I've never seen De Bruyne do this before. I've got to get him in. Whereas now I'm watching him again and I'm thinking, mm, he's being more like the old De Bruyne where he's happy to sit back and spray passes and, and things like that. So I think it depends mm. on, on how that, if that changes. I mean, 13 goals, 23 assists is a massive tally. Big to ask, isn't near it? Big again. ask. I mean, he hasn't been anywhere near that, really. Um, oh, I suppose he, well, I suppose maybe a bit harsh. I mean, his best his best season apart from that was probably 16-17, uh, same as Kane. We've got six goals and 21 assists. It was adding the goals to his game Mm. Um, and, well, it's penalties, and, and a lot it? of that came from penalties, exactly. Mm. So and I think he's, he's, gonna... he's not going to get many penalties this year. Let's face oh it. no, it's not, there's no penalties this year. No, I think he's, he's probably he's, he's on for another 200 points, but to get to 251 yeah. is is probably quite a lot. Uh, okay, and the penultimate one: West Ham are a source of value, 25. percent I mean, I would say that's the case now, and, and I'm pretty confident that they'll go on providing value. What do you no, think? You're not about you're West really Ham? 25 percent confident. Well, yeah, pretty confident. Yeah, okay. A little bit confident then. I, I wanted to give it fifty, but I thought twenty-five was would be 
a bit more controversial, maybe. I think but... I'd, I'd, I'd go for a fifty percent. Would you? I think yeah. there is. I think there is source of value. I think you've got Masuaku at four point five. Uh, you've got um, Ben Rama at six, who could be good, and Bowen as well. Is mm. he six or six point five? Six five, six three. Six, five. He's gone six, down three. He's gone down not two. Which yeah. And then you've got Antonio, who who I think is he has the potential to be one of the best value picks in the game. Okay, and lastly, whipping boys, Fulham, West Brom, Burnley. What do you think? Fulham, Ab- West Brom, but Burnley. As Absolutely. Well? Do you? Could not have said it better myself. You, f- you think those three? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It I looks mean, Burnley's Burnley's defensive numbers aren't bad, um, and Pope showed again why he is just such an amazing keeper and why I think he, he should be England's number one. Really, um, in that West Brom game, some of the saves he made. I mean, I think he made a triple save in like the space of about two or three seconds in that in that match. Mm. Um, but I just Burnley just haven't strengthened, and mm. I think that's got to. That's got to play on the mind of the players that, you know, when you're signing Dale Stevens to, to strengthen your, yeah, your team. Yeah, I, I don't think many Dale Stevens shirts got sold. No, he's not the most. He's not the most exciting pick, but mm. yeah, I think I think I don't. I just can't see Bernie keeping as many many clean sheets as they did last season. And you know, having Tarkowski and me injured it hasn't helped. They need to get them back quickly. Is it Tarkowski or Tarkovsky? Because I, I always used to say Tarkowski. Hey, Tarkowski sounds like a New York. Yeah, cop, I think you're it? probably right. It's Tarkovsky, isn't it? Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Yeah. You okay. said it on the FBL show, and I half expected James to correct you, like he used to me, but he didn't. Because <laughs> he was being polite to you, whereas for me, he just didn't. yeah, he just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, didn't care at all. Okay, so you agree with most of those? Interested? We'll track that as we go. We'll see. We'll see how that goes, and see if we add any. Uh, let's look at some team data. Let's look at attack. We've talked a bit about this as well. Pick some things out here. Spurs, right? You don't think they're going to last? Maybe you don't trust them right at the top low for minutes per xg at the moment um expected goal every 42 minutes right now um yeah you know it's it's good i mean it's crazy um they're not top as it hands because uh there's liverpool there in 39.4 so it's those two right now way out in front everton 47.9 and west ham 50.3 are up there but it spurs i mean it just i just don't believe a Marino side could be topping these stats. They've had the XG non-penalty, they're top for that, 10.6. Um, you know, it's it's so surprising to see them up there. But then you look down the bottom, look at that XG non-penalty stat down there. And the teams at the bottom, you look at West Brom, Crystal Palace, Burnley and Fulham. We just talked about the whipping boys. And in terms of goal scoring, if we're looking for clean sheets... It's those four sides and maybe Sheffield United as well who have got uh, 3.6 XG on penalties so far. Those five teams look to be struggling for goals. And then above them, what's interesting is Man United, 3.7 XG on penalty and Wolves, 4.1, Leicester, 4.2. Wolves and Leicester, who at the start of the season you'd think would be pushing for top four, at the moment, struggling. Yeah. What did you make of Wolves' performance at Leeds? Well, I, I think they were, they were lucky to to you know to have the chance in the second half to kind of turn things around because I thought Leeds were absolutely fantastic, and it's not really that surprising because we've seen Leeds how you know how quick I mean it's just how quick they play how quickly they they yeah. they get from the back to up front their, they their transitions and their passing lightning isn't it it's absolutely brilliant yeah I mean losing Phillips for six weeks I think I saw today is is big for them because he does all the kind of the the dirty work and we've got our uh, our new mate um, 
Oh, the Strauch, Strauch, good, Strauch, and I think I've got the pronunciation of that right because I looked it up. Um, who, who's a formerly in defender who's potentially going to be playing in defensive mid role? So that's going to be interesting to see how he adapts. But yeah, I think Leeds are going to cause problems for for everyone. So I don't think that's it's that much. You can't really put that much on on Wolves to say, you know, they struggled a lot in that game because they did eventually get get their, you know, get into they the game did, and, and, and play just, well. But the gap between the midfield and or, or the defence. And the forward line, Jimenez seems isolated, and mm. the midfield don't seem to be carrying the ball. Nothing's coming through Marino. Neves didn't play, Montino rather. Neves didn't play. Um, the Wolves midfield just doesn't look like it's functioning at the moment. Like they're not. I don't know if they're playing differently, and they're get they're playing more direct, and they're using Podence and, and Neto's pace more. But I watched them again and again. I wasn't impressed. You know, they didn't look like they had a pattern of play didn't have a flow to them and against they got Newcastle this week which looks like a good fixture but they're going to you know they're going to play the the low block they're going to you know sit in deep I think Wolves might struggle to break them down but mm. we'll see they're a, they're a, they're a, they're a better team with with Traore in the team no matter yeah. where he plays whether he's at right wing back I mean Semedo had a had a pretty poor game I, I think he did like I said yesterday he did the kind of he did enough to mm. kind of limit the threat, but he looked shaky at times and wasn't getting mm. forward because he couldn't because of Viling and um, I think is, is it uh, Costa on that side mm. um, sort of going at him. So yeah, he, he he did enough, but he doesn't look the best kind of defender. I think he's going to have more more rain to go forward against Newcastle and, and Palace, which is good for me as an owner. Um, but I think they just, I think I think they just need to play Traore from the start because he just gives them did you see um you know trio he's got that thing where he has his arms his vaseline um, yeah yeah he has baby oil put on them well he was having that applied and the commentary team were obviously completely oblivious to this and they were like going oh i don't, I don't know why trio he was having his forearms massaged before oh really i thought that was yeah, common knowledge i know exactly oh, yeah. like if, if you work in football little tidbits like that that you can bring into your commentary surely you you feed off that right but the commentator, I can't remember who it was, didn't know. And I was like, I, I was imagining the producer in his ear going, it's baby Earl to stop them grabbing his arms. But they, they didn't. They didn't correct it. But Well, if there's a spot going, you know, feel free to give us a call. We can I, do absolutely. Some, uh... As will be there with his <laughs> Harry Kane hating comments. Yeah, there he is. Uh, let's look at team defence now. Um, yeah, so there's your villa at the top there. XG conceded non-penalty. 3.3, right at the top with with Brighton, your boys. Mm. As you mentioned, surprising to see the Brighton defence up there. Why is it they haven't returned then? What's what's gone wrong so far? We we just make mistakes. We just we just we just make mistakes. I mean, we make mistakes from set pieces. We don't we don't might mark players tight enough. Um, I mean, the penalty against Palace. Don't even get me started about that. If that's a penalty, then I just I just can't. He had his just... arms. He had his arms on him, didn't he? he had his arms. <sighs> I mean, if Lamp- <laughs> if Lamptey is strong enough to bring down Batshuayi, then Batshuayi needs to hit the gym, because there is absolutely no way that Lamptey could have put enough power, enough force in that to have brought Batshuayi down. It's, it's just an absolute joke. You'd be giving like ten. I mean, they're already giving ten penalties a game. You're giving twenty penalties a game if you're giving that as a as a penalty. I was I was livid because mm. Brighton was so. And this is the problem. And I think Luke pointed it out in our chat, and I hadn't thought about it, but I'm thinking about it now. Is that this is what happens with Brighton. We are so on top of teams for large periods of games. We can see the goal like that, and we've, we've, we we don't even fall apart. But we in the final third we fall apart. We just forget how to do simple things. I mean, look at Mope. I mean, did you see him when he he got the ball through on goal and he's right-footed? He could have just shot. 
Yeah. And instead, he tried to take it on his left, where there was two players already there, and they just took the ball off him. Was, I, it, I did think of you at that time. I was really quite upset for you. I was, you know, chucking stuff across the room. I mean, that game, I, I can't remember watching a more frustrating game as a Brighton fan than that match. It was just... I could tell by the language in WhatsApp. I was, you were quite I was, frustrated. Oh, I was, just, I was just absolutely livid. Yeah. It was just such a frustrating game, the penalty and, and that. So... Yeah, and I think the confidence goes. I think we, we, you know, we we look great, and I think on our day we can we can beat anyone. I think we can beat anyone comfortably. I genuinely think that. I think we've got such a good style and such and really talented players, but there's something wrong with the mentality of that Brian team. Well, the, the difference between your expected goals conceded non-penalty and your actual goals conceded non-penalty is the biggest in the division, seven point mm. seven. Uh, you notice as well, Liverpool is the next biggest on seven point three. Clearly, that's the Villa result where. The goals were just low XG and they just kept going in. Um, so, you know, Brighton were expected to concede fewer goals by now. So it could be that they turn. And it's quite interesting for Lamptey owners, for people who are maybe getting off Ryan, that they could still be an option for us back there. And um, what's interesting as well down there, looking at Wolves' attack in the previous uh, conversation, their defence isn't great. Um, no. ex- expected goal conceded non-penalty, 6.5. It's not bottom, but it's not far off. I know. Um, so, you know, they're not impressed back to front yet, have they? Um, which is strange. No. And, and you know, we've seen that there's, there's been huge, huge changes in their defence. I mean, mm. you know, we had a couple of questions in the chat about Kilman and do we think he'll play? I mean, he was never even a factor in the conversation a few weeks ago. No one thought Marcel was going to play. No one thought Vinagre was going to be in. And then he's out. You've got Semedo coming in over Doherty. It's, you know, and Say's playing at left wing back. And it's it's all kind of in flux. You never know what's who's going to play one week to the next. So I do think Kilman's going to keep his place for now mm. because he put in a man of the match performance. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Sace, whether he will switch back to Marcel or, or, or stick with Sace. I think he'll probably stick with Sace. There's panic. There's panic in the FBL ranks that Saez could get dropped. Yeah. And, and there's quite a few people liking to stir that up, but I, I don't see it. I think Saez is, I think Nuno likes him. So I, mm. I don't see it, but Kilman new contract today. I see. Just yeah, to already. Add yeah, yeah. More, more fuel to the fire. Um, minutes per chance conceded. Brighton are top of that, thirteen point eight minutes per chance conceded. Which you know, another endorsement for the Seagulls' defence. Southampton second, eleven point nine yeah. minutes per chance conceded, and then it's the watertight clean sheet machine that is Liverpool on ten point eight. Um, which um, you know, just. Another straw for me to clutch at that perhaps they're not going to be so awful. <laughs> you don't buy it now. It's not it's not doing any good at all, mm. is it? Never mind. Mm. We'll have a try. Um, let's look at our watch list and let's look at defence because Kilman's in this. Um, mm. uh, don't, I'm just trying to see if I can spot any spelling errors. I'm sure there's some there. Castagna's spelt correctly this time. Uh, Chilwell was spelt with one. At, yes, perfect. Um, so I'll just refreshed. I'll have a look. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Azzy's defensive watch list and mine um, you see on the screen. And for podcast listeners, uh, tough. We're not going to go through the entire list. We're going <laughs> to pick out some players that interest us. That's the point of this. Um, you've got Mendy and Meslier as uh, new additions to your goalkeeper mm. ranks. Tell us about them. Yeah, well, Mendy's five million. And I, I don't trust Chelsea at the moment to, to start keeping clean sheets. But the stats, the defensive stats are good. Um, and I do, I do wonder if you know if they can get a settled partnership with with Silver playing most games and and Zuma and then Mendy, 
there is potential that the clean sheets could start coming. And then I think, you know, if I've got Martinez and I've, I've paid 4.7 for him anyway, so he's almost like a kind of 5 million defender, there may be an opportunity in the future to to shift over to him fairly easily if I wanted to. I'm not saying I will, but there could be. Uh, Meslier, I've added him because there's equally as I might want to go up to a 5 million goalkeeper, I might also want to go down to a 4.5 goalkeeper to save a bit of money. Um, and really, I think um, I'm, I'm just not a fan of, of McCarthy at all. I, I just think I just think he's crap. <laughs> Gosh, another <laughs> another player. I'm, I'm astounded that he has managed to keep his place in that Southampton side. Um, uh, he's now, a good shot stopper, McCarthy. I think but... he's all right. I'm not a fan. Um, okay, so, so I think a four point five Meslier and Ryan. I think is Martinez goes up to five million, which yep. probably will happen soon. If you didn't have Martinez and you were shopping for a keeper, would you spend five million on him or would you go to another five million keeper like Gaeta or something like that? I think at the moment I'd probably I'd probably stick with Martinez. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a good question. I think I think once he gets to five, it is it is a difficult decision to make. I think if he if he got to five and I didn't have him, I'd be going down to four point five to be honest. I don't like to spend a lot of money on, on a goalkeeper. I think four point seven, four point eight probably is is the most I'd feel comfortable paying unless someone like Mendy did start keeping clean sheets and you know, and had a good run of games or something like that. So no okay. is, is the answer I think I'd, well, probably, I'd probably stick with, with. I, I want to get onto my defenders because I've put Target in there the Villa defender who is on set pieces who is a bit slow but gets forward a bit uh, certainly get he seems to get forward more in terms of the heat map than uh, than Matty Cash on the other side there was mm-hmm. someone someone wrote an article about Villa um, oh if only you could remember yeah. I don't know who it was <laughs> my mind who it was but they, they pointed out that uh, Target gets forward a lot mm, he does side. Yeah, um, and I've got him there because I may be thinking Martinez. By the time I get round to getting him, will be beyond me. It'll be mm. over five million. So that's why I've got target in there. I've got that Leeds defender that only you can pronounce, Stroik, because he is going to play four or five games while um, Phillips is out, and he's going to play in midfield, and he's four million. But of course, the other player we should talk about is Kilman. And actually, there's a James Richardson in the chat. I don't know if it's the James Richardson, because I mentioned him earlier. Um, and he's saying, how can you drop Kilman? So he certainly feels that for four million, this lad Kilman, who's just mm. signed a new five-year deal, is the real you know, he's, he's the real deal. He's going to be a four million option for his 4.1 now, went up last night. Mm. I, I've got to look at him, I think, because I've got, you know, Reese James to get rid of. And if I get some cash out of that, Reese James, and go down to Kilman. I can then look at going Podence to someone like, uh, let's go into midfield, someone like Bowen of um, of West Ham, um, who I've highlighted here in my in my midfield list. Um, I think that West Ham are a team I want to get on. And it's either going to be Antonio up front or it's going to be Bowen in midfield. Either way, I've got to get James out to a, a budget defender. Mm. So I think Kilman is a reasonable bet to stay. Where would you say you are on that? Give me a percentage on Kilman staying in the team long term. 25%. <laughs> to use your thing. I think if you've got Mitchell, it's an, it's a no-go. I don't think you can you can have a defense with Kilman and Mitchell because I think you need at least one mm. one benchable one oh, sorry, one one defender that can come off your bench. Because yeah. if you if you know if Kilman and Mitchell both lose their spots and one of your starting defenders doesn't play, you have no one coming off the bench. You don't have Mitchell, do you? So I think you're in a mm. you're you're kind of thinking about Kilman over Mitchell. And I think if I was wildcarding this week, I think I would definitely go for Kilman. I know right. Lee from FPL Family uh, did that and has, has got Kilman in, which I think and left a, him on his bench. Left him on his bench. Didn't have that much faith in him. 
so yeah, I think I think Kilman is is probably a, a good option. I mean, I would still rather have Strauk. Strauk. Very good. Strauk. Would you? Would you? Uh, this is the so, question because Strauk is certain to start the next four or five yeah, games. Exactly. And you would go with that, would you? I think so. I mean, I look at, I look at, I think what I try and look at for someone like Kilman is what do I believe is Wolves' strongest defence, and their strongest defence that I think doesn't have Sace at left wing back. It has Marcel at left wing back, Sace, Bolly, Cody, Semedo. So Kilman isn't there. Whereas I think with Strauk, Strauk, um, he could make it. He could. He could in theory. I think he's got more of a chance of having a good six-week period yeah. and 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 getting into that team more long term. So that would be my logic for there. Plus, he's out of position as well. I mean, out of position for defensive mid. I'm not sure how effective that would be for, for FPL teams, but I still I, I still think it's 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 a decent punt. For me, it's the assured starts. That, but then I've got to look at how often I'm going to use that defender anyway. It'd be, I mean, I've got Alien already as well. So do I want two Leeds defenders? Don't know. Um, you've highlighted um, Pereira yeah, of Leicester. Um, not fit yet, but he's someone you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I think you took him out of your watch list yeah. this week because they've lost they've lost Soyuncu. Soyuncu. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they have signed uh, that new Fofana. Fofana. Mm. Fofana. I hate pronouncing mm. that. Nineteen year old. I'll never mock Merson again. I don't think it's it's not easy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, it's a wait and see. I mean, it's a watch list because I think it's a wait and see. I, I don't think Soyuncu out is gonna have the same effect as, as like Van Dijk out for Liverpool. I think at least they have got some some players who can who can come in and. Uh, and and do a good job for them, and I think Pereira is just is just quality. So as soon mm. as he's back, I think today is going to be about another six weeks till he's back. Mm. But once he is back in the team, and and he he might be an option. Maybe he's a lot of money though, so it'll, yeah. it'll be a wait and see. I just don't trust him as Sionchu, and, and and don't beat yourself up about comparison with Merson because you're not paid two million a year by Sky, are you? So yeah. yeah. I'm not paid too many by fantasy scale, are you? No, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have a look at uh, watch this myth. I'm sure he's not. Oh, just just many. one more player on, on the defensive oh, yeah, list you didn't mention we'll is, is, is yeah. Tellez. Yeah. Ah, yeah, go on. What did you make of his debut? Uh, I mean, what I liked about his debut was his corners. I mean, his corners, and if you saw them, they're so fast. They are, they are going to cause teams a lot of problems, I think. And I think that does have an impact on Bruno as well because it's taking away a, a potential good potential source of points for yeah, him. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know as well whether he takes over some free kicks as well. I don't think Bruno's going to be too happy about giving those up, but he might not have much of a choice. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at Semedo's um, run of good games comes to an end just as uh, United get quite good again. So if Tellers can impress me over the next couple, then that might be a switch. I mean, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to downgrade my Liverpool defenders, because I've heard that they're less likely to keep clean sheets, um, <laughs> Tellers could be an option. I'm having a nicer defender for 5-5, five, five, though. Mm, don't know. Yeah, it's a lot it's, of money. But if, if he's got the set pieces, then I think it, yeah, he's, he's Yeah, that's a, what he's I want. Option. I want some attacking promise. So in my midfield, I've highlighted Lutman. I, I'm frustrated because I, I should have picked him out as a different. I should have shouted more about him because he scored, didn't he? Got he did. a good goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think good, you mentioned him. You definitely mentioned him last week. I, you said I think I did. Him. I should have made more of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I did mention him. And uh, Matter as well. I was surprised to see his performance at Newcastle, weren't you? I mean, he looked like he was rolling back the years again. I mean, come on. I can't. I, I saw. I saw your list. I thought surely he's having a laugh with bloody right. Fair Juan, Juan Mata on the list. I mean, you can't. You wouldn't seriously ever consider getting in Juan Mata, would you? Well, you know, Kane's Kane's back in the team. Let's get Mata in there as well. Let's go right back to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you got Walcott in there as well. You got loads. Yeah, of, uh... I, I I do love a nostalgia pick. Yeah. 
Matthew okay, what about highlighted uh, him as well? Like, I know, just to wind you up. So we both got Ben Rama. I mean, if Ben Rama does what he did for Brentford, he could be the pick there in that because he's six million. But at the moment, I look at Bowen at six three and think Bowen's got the goals, mm. and I, I really fancy Bowen actually for their fixture turn. If I if I stick with two up front and Brewster, I will go Bowen. I think, but Ben Rama might do enough to change my mind. What? So you know a bit about him, do you? You've seen him in the championship. Not, no, I've seen a few games of him. I, I know that he is—he's a really, really exciting player. I, I think he's—he's—he looks to me like a player who's going to adapt quickly to the Premier League. Um, I think West Ham have got a really good deal with him. I, I agree with what you say about um, Bowen, though. I think mm. Bowen has has shown since he signed. So this isn't just this season. He was also showing it. I think when he signed in January that he mm. he can terrorise defences as well. So I'm looking at Ben Rama and Bowen and Antonio. I'm thinking that's a really good. Like, yeah, of, I mean, I, presume, I don't know where Fornells is going to fit in there, but it's interesting. Bowen, you don't look at him and think he's not pacey, he's not strong, he's technically <laughs> quite good. He's just good at everything mm. enough where he can cut, but he's beginning to settle in the Premier League. You can just see about yeah, him yeah. Now, where he's getting more confident and and the stuff. I don't think he's shown his game yet. I mean, I saw some of him playing for Hull, and he was out absolutely outstanding in the championship and when he came up to the Premier League I didn't think he hit the ground running but I'm starting to see flashes now of him doing some of the things he did in the championship getting a bit of arrogance in his play and his finishing is top draw Um, so I think 6-3 Paul McKinnon just a shout out to him he had him at the start of the season held on to him through his drops and got the three goals so fair play Paul Um, and he was probably tipping him on the Premier League site and getting ridiculed for it but not anymore not anymore um, and up front, we haven't highlighted any of these, really. I've got on my watch list Watkins, Malpay, Bamford, Wilson, Ings and Antonio. With the idea that Antonio is probably the most likely to get into my team, mm. um, should I go to three up front. Uh, you've got Watkins, Richarlison still there, uh, Aguero, Wilson, Brewster. Brewster? Brewster, eh? Ings, Kane. Kane? You reckon Kane's a good player? Um, <laughs> Jimenez and Antonio. Um, so... Who's most likely at that watch list to come into your team? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. I mean, Antonio, I really like the look of from, from Game Week 8. Yeah, uh, we talk I, about him a lot, don't we? We do, we do. We've, we've been pushing him a lot. I, I do think a West Ham player in some description will be coming into my, my team that way. Uh, Kane, yeah, I mean, Kane is, is is potentially there. I mean, I'm not completely writing him off. Um it, it might be that this week does force my hand if he again, you know, gets another sort of seventeen, eighteen point haul. I mean, in, in a way, it's worth it just for the value. You know, you can play like that, hitting those points again, you can get another point two, point three of value of him. So mm. he's not completely written out, and it'd be easier for me to do with with two transfers. I mean, Aguero um, is is tempting. I have to admit, uh, right. it it would it would if it was a few weeks down the line, I would be kind of saying I'd go for Aguero over Kane but I think it would be Kane that came in before Aguero but I think Aguero is a great difference I mean one I think it's like 1.9% owned or yeah. something like that yeah absolutely crazy so if you're looking for a differential I think he's he's the ultimate differential I just to get him. don't know about his fitness obviously he's going to get a clear run with Jesus out for months as Pep said um, but he's going to have to be protected because he's their only striker and we've seen already City have suggested that they will struggle if they don't have a fit striker so mm. I wonder, you know, he went off after 60 minutes in the game at the weekend. So I want to see a bit more of him to see if he's a viable switch from Kane. It will take a lot, I think. But Especially we'll for see. you. 
Yes, because once I've got Kane, there's no looking back. <laughs> uh, we can't, we don't, we'll never have time to go all through these in detail. So let's just, just pick out some. We'll talk about Villa Leeds, though, because that's a Friday kickoff. I don't normally like a Friday kickoff, but I quite fancy this one. Um, and it's free. We haven't got to pay for it. Um, what do you reckon? It's a good game, isn't it? Uh, I think it's, it is a good game, but I think it's, it's a, it's a Villa win in this ooh. one. And I think that, that Phillips news is, is yeah. a real blow for them because it's I think he, he would have been able to have done a good job, I think, on Grealish and then mm. to have got him, you know, to stop him. Sort of dictating He'd have done a job of some description on Grealish, yes. I imagine. Don't wanna, I don't want to say exactly what that job <laughs> no. would have been, but I imagine yes. it would have been lots of kicked calves. Mm. Um, although they probably made a, they made a metal, so it probably wouldn't have hurt him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think with, with, with Phillips out, I think it's, it's, it's Villas to win. Yeah, OK. Um, but I will say, based on my stats, if you've got Held Acosta, Bearing in mind, uh, Villa concede a lot of chances down um, that side. If you've got Hilda Costa, I'd be confident of something from him. Costa's game. pace against target. Mm. OK. Uh, West Ham City, normally that's a route for City. And normally yep. Sterling goes to town. He got a hat-trick on day one last season, which persuaded me to keep him for the entire season. and ignore Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so what about this time? I think City will win it. Yeah. I think with, with Aguero back... Um, it gives it just gives them having a, having a strike and a focal point. It's just such a big deal for them. So yeah, I, I think I think West Ham's run will come to an end here. Not easy. I don't think it's going to be a round. No, I don't I, think it'd be I easy. I think West Ham might get one. Antonio's always a bet to score against anyone. I'll go two one. I think I think City will win though. Yeah, I'll go three one. Fulham Palace. We won't waste too much time oh, on that God. one. Oh my Could God! Could be another nil nil, couldn't it? Oh Palace. Palace XG from open play in that game. Zero. They had one shot. They had one shot on goal. That was the penalty. I couldn't believe that. Pathetic. Pathetic side. <laughs> I mean, that that's why Brighton's defensive stats are so good. Because that Palace game, like the Liverpool-Villa game, it's an outlier the other way. I mean, to have one shot in a home game and that to be a penalty. It wasn't just one shot on target. It was one shot. I know. I, I know. I watched it. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a joke. It was an absolute joke. I think the only th- the only interesting thing about that game is I think it's going to be Mitchell out. I think Van Anhol is is back in for that game. Yeah. And that, that is the end of Mitchell. That's my prediction. Yeah. Joe went too early with his differential. But, uh... Yeah. Well, he has um, got four games. He's got four games for it. Oh, I see. Oh, it'd be all right then. Uh, United, Chelsea. Oh, that's going to be exciting, isn't it? C- a couple of minnows clashing at Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one all, I think. That's a popular score for oh, you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to this game. I mean, United have, have picked up some form now. You know, winning against PSG is is mm. pretty amazing. Especially when I saw the lineup and I saw five five at the back with um Tunazib Tunazabi. Tunzabi played sure. very well, didn't he? I know, he was absolutely fantastic. Four point five defender, I think. Yeah, I think I think there's goals in it. I think it could be two. Liverpool, Sheffield United, that's obviously going to be a clean sheet, but how many are Liverpool going to win by? I, I think it could be it could be fairly nasty. I think 3 or 4 nil. Liverpool. Do you think so? Are you that much down on Chris Wilder, Sheffield United? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, well, I mean, I we, talk, we talked about the, um, the whipping boys earlier. I think Sheffield mm. United are in danger of entering into that category. Losing, yeah, I mean, O'Con- losing O'Connell, it's losing O'Connell. Losing O'Connell, I'd say, is as significant as Liverpool losing yeah. Van Dijk. And so, Henderson's loss has been big. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, and I and I didn't think it would be as big as it has been. Mm. I thought um, Ramsdale would would do well, but he's not Henderson by he's not Henderson by margin. No. Um, do you think it's a clean sheet, Liverpool? I mean, if they don't keep one here, it's one of the teams that it's one of the four or five teams we've targeted as clean sheet material. 
then I would be really worried mm. um, because I expect the clean sheet in this game. Set pieces is the concern because without Van Dijk, yeah. blimey. Um, and something tells me Chris Wilder is currently training set pieces. I've just yeah. got a feeling. Yeah, just yeah. got a feeling. That's very astute. Mm, I know, you know, I'm master tactician. <laughs> um, Southampton, Everton. Ooh, I think that's a tough one to call, actually. It is with Richarlison out as well. I mean, mm. be interesting to see what happens with Rodriguez because when it was when Richarlison was was last out, I think he was subbed. Rodriguez got forward a lot more, and we talk about it on the scout cast. I think Lee mentioned it. Um, so I think it's a good game to have Rodriguez in. Um, I don't think I, I, I find it hard to call. I think it could be a draw this one. I, I think I heard James on Planet FBL say that Southampton don't concede many or anything at all from cross balls so far mm. this season. And obviously that's where Calvert-Lewin, he, he gobbles them up. Mm. Uh, and they haven't got Richardson providing width. So it'd be interesting to see with Coleman out as well, presumably, because um, he picked up an injury. I don't know who will play right back because I think John Joe Kenny's got an injury as well. So there's there's problems in that Everton side. Not mm. only Richardson, they could be losing service on the right as well. So mm, I think I think Southampton might get something out of that. I think yeah. they'll get a draw. One all. Um, <laughs> Wolves, Newcastle. <laughs> Wolves, Newcastle. I think will be the win for Wolves, but I think they'll struggle again. I don't see a big margin of victory. Do you reinforce that opinion? The stats don't point to it, but I think I think he will play Triore in this game. Right, and I think it will be much more a case of of get at them than we've than we've seen in maybe the last few games. So. Mm. I'm actually backing Semedo in this game. I think this is a, this is a good game for him. I think him having him for this in the Palace game, I'm, I'm actually quite excited by it because I think he he is going to be. He hasn't got to deal with like a, a left back like Eiling, uh, you know, just constantly bombing forward. It must have been so stressful seeing him him get. Forward. I mean, you think he was playing at left centre back, wasn't he? He wasn't even playing at left back. I don't know why he was. Well, he's playing at right centre back, was he? I right centre. Was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. He was. Um, there must have been on the left, right? He's a left back. No, Dallas is left back. Ah, okay. So what was what was um, Tomato doing against Eiling then? God knows. Anyway, however it was, it was it was painful watching as a Tomato owner. But maybe you're I, right. Maybe oh, I don't think so. I think no. Eiling was on the right hand side. He, he just Tomato must have been. What's going on there? They're right. He's true. I did see him up against him on. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was struggling. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a clean sheet, isn't it? You're, you you've got to say it's a good. You look at that and you think home banker and a clean sheet, but Newcastle. I'm gonna go for a two 0 I think I think Wolves okay. all. Wolves, Wolves all. Arsenal, Leicester. Neither team have got goals at the moment. Really disappointing their attacking output right now. Um, the the data suggests this is not going to have a lot of goals either. And it's interesting. We're we're beginning to look at fixtures and go. Actually, we don't. You know, Fulham Palace. We said not a lot of goals. Southampton, Everton might be not a lot of goals. Mm. Wolves, Newcastle, Arsenal, Leicester. And suddenly, we're starting to veer towards a tighter set of matches. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Um, so Arsenal Leicester I think Arsenal will win 1-0 I don't really think it would be more in it than that but what we think and what happens in reality yeah. I, we, <laughs> is 4 all Everton and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Arsenal win that win that match yeah and Brighton West Brom Brighton will look pretty will dominate the game and probably draw one all again no I think Brighton will win that what we we just need an early goal for once in our mm. lives we just need an early goal just to settle ourselves down um I, I think we'll win this one. I think we'll win this one quite comfortably, to be honest. I think we could... I, I, hate, I hate predicting a Brighton win, but mm. I think we could win this 2-0. Points are my pay at last? 
I think it has to be. Yeah, and I think you know Welbeck's interesting signing because with him with him signing and with Connolly as well, I think there is a bit more pressure on Mopé than than we might have seen. Yeah, Welbeck gives you know how, doesn't he? That's what he gives you that bit of experience, a bit yeah. of bit of know how. That you know, you've got Connolly's still young and up and coming, but he is yeah competition for Mopé, I guess. And Burnley Spurs, that's obviously going to be 5 0 to Spurs with a Kane hat trick. Do you see it going that way? I hate the fact that it's the last game of yeah. the week on Monday night. Yeah. That is that is absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, so Brighton lose to West Brom and then Kane does do that, then it's going to be a pretty bad week for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Spurs will win. Kane has got a great record against Burnley. I remember watching them. I remember watching them last year against Burnley and they were just absolutely brilliant. It was when Son scored the goal of the season, didn't he? When he got it from... That was his... at home, yeah. Was it at home? Yeah, yeah. Pitch, yeah. I remember it was against Burnley. Um, yeah, so I think I just worry I just worry about what, what team Burnley are going to put out. I worry about is Tarkovsky and me Tarkowski. fit? Yeah. Tarkovsky. Did I get it right? I got it wrong. You got it right. You got it right. I was just teasing you. I don't oh, know if James, no, is, in... yeah. James still in the chat? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, yeah, I think okay. I think it's going to be a, a a pretty comfortable Spurs win, probably three 0 Yeah, I mean Kane's record at Burnley always sticks in my mind because it was the first Kane exit hat trick was at Burnley. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Sorry, Jay, for listening. Yeah, bad memories. We bring that up all the time, don't we? We, we do. Go. You know, we tell me off. <laughs> poor, bring it up. poor Jay. Poor you know, Jay. We tell me off. I can't believe you mentioned it. I'm sure he doesn't watch us at all for that reason. <laughs> every three or four shows, we bring it up. Um, let's have a look at your team going into this game week. Then you're not making any transfers. No, you're sitting on it. No, and it's a nice position to be in. Um, it's the first time I've actually looked at my team, and you know, obviously, I'm looking at my team and I'm thinking I would like Kane in for that Burnley game, but. Uh, I'm not quite ready to lose Verna yet. And like I've been saying all this time, I'm interested to see what's going to happen when um, Ziyech is in. Because Pulisic has been playing right back for some reason. Yeah, what's going on there? Uh, God knows. I mean, he just wants to play Mount at left wing for some reason because everyone loves Mount. I, I feel like Mount's made like a deal with the devil or something, which is like <laughs> all my managers must love me or you know, in return I'll give you my soul. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind He's, he's obviously a lovely guy. And, yeah, you know, he is. People don't want to drop him because they like him so much. So. He is. He's a lovely guy. And I've, I, I think he's a good player, but when you're keeping Pulisic out from his preferred position um, in, in two consecutive games like that, it's, it is a bit surprising. So I think Pulisic is going to, is going to be back on the left. I think ZH is going to be in now. He's had sort of two bench come off the bench in, in two games. I think he's ready now. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and, you know, United, well, look at the last time they were at home. It would be great for me if they had another complete disaster class like they did against Spurs. I can't quite see it somehow, but I do think there's mm. going to be goals in it. So, I don't think Werner. I think Werner has a chance of, of at least getting a goal. Um, you are match. you are heavy on Chelsea in that game. I mean, United yeah. could go either way. Obviously, they beat PSG. They're going to go in with confidence. So you know, both your Chelsea big name signings they could blank. That's the trouble. So anyway, I don't want I don't want to give Thanks, you a Mark. downer. I don't want to I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be down on you, but I do. I would be worried about it. But you know, Mope is going to save you. Uh, so check, Obviously, he's due a goal. He's, you know, I'll be saying this for weeks, won't I? Uh, you're okay with him being first sub because he's he's there and he, uh, he's going to trouble City. I think. No. He's yeah. living in he's living in that penalty area. He just needs to get on the end of something. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's there. I mean, he's he's so far advanced compared to the four point five midfielders mm. that he seemed just worth the extra point four just to have someone on my bench. Yeah. Um, I'm not really expecting much from him for the next two, but then you know, he might. He, he's going to haul when when we bench him. He's going to yeah. haul though. That's going to happen. Um, Mitchell, end of Mitchell this week. You think? 
end of Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. end of Mitchell. I mean, luckily, I got his. I got. I, I was debating whether to sell him or not on the wild card, and then I thought I'd keep him just because he was about to go up in price. Mm. So he has gone up in price now, so I can sell him at a profit at least if I decided. Well, here you go. Here's my team. Um, so I've signed a striker, a new striker by the name of Harry Kane. I couldn't do it. I couldn't not do it. I, you know, I sat there Monday night. Jimenez just got the goal, which was very fortunate. If Wolves had impressed me, if Wolves had run Leeds ragged, if Jimenez looked like he was, you know, had a bigger score in him that game. Mm. Um, but basically, I got a typical performance from what I expected from Wolves and a typical performance from Jimenez. He was probably their most dangerous, but he was their most dangerous player. And he tried to do In the end, he did do it on his own. It was a bizarre goal. But he was he was kind of fortunate to come out of it with a return. Podence had two good chances. Do you want to just read your team out quickly for the Yeah, sure. McCarthy and goal. Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, which is obviously a safe bet. Dina, so it's a powerful back three still. Mm. Podence, Grealish, Salah, Son, Suchek, who will get Suchek. that goal against City. <laughs> Kane and Calvert-Lewin. Um, yeah, I want to play Suchek over Aylin. I, I, I do think that set pieces and, you know, general play, West Ham will throw crosses in. There could be a chance, so I'm going to play him. And um, I'm captain in Salah at the moment over Kane. I think that's the way I'm going to go. Uh, did you have your captaincy on? I didn't look. Let's go back and check. You had it on Salah as well. Yeah, that's mine's fine. on Salah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. on Salah as well. Yeah. So I've made my transfer. made it early. I took the risk. I don't think Salah's got an injury tonight. So I think I'm going to be... I don't think Kane will play in the Europa League. So I think I'll get away with it, but we'll see. Um I'm happy with that team. I think my tactic is at the moment just try and keep in touch. Sometimes you've got to get in the slipstream and the managers are doing well mm. and stay behind them, stay as close as you can. And that's what I'm doing. This team's not differential enough to make me gain ground. The only way I can gain ground is if Alexander-Arnold and Robertson and Dina come good, which they might. But other than that, I'm just trying to keep as close as I can to the people who are above me and wait for my opportunity to start taking some risks that have got some chance of delivering yep. and look for an opportunity like Josh did, like to go at wildcard yeah, yeah. and sun in. So I've got time, plenty of time, but for now I'll keep fairly I think, template. I think you're lucky that the Van Dyke news has come at a point when Liverpool have got these two good games. Because, mm. you know, if Liverpool suddenly had two rough fixtures, you would surely be looking at those two and thinking I'd probably need to bin off one of them. But yeah. the fact they've got Sheffield United next... Um, and then they've got West Ham. West Ham, yeah, at home, both at home as well. So you, you've still got a chance of clean sheets in those and attacking returns. So yeah, yeah not I, priority. I, I think here's a prediction: Alexander Arnold will come good in one of those games. He will get a double figure return in one of those games. I think he's, you know, he was unlucky with a free kick. It's only a matter of time. He's had nine shots on goal, probably the most of any mm. defender. A goal is coming from a free kick or a couple of assists in a match, and you know he'll get the bonus then. So I think Alexander Arnold might do enough in the next couple of games to make me think seriously about not getting rid. But at the moment, it probably would be him going and Robertson being kept. So it's up to Trent to change my mind. I love Trent, love hmm. him dearly. So I don't want to sell him. So I'll take any any little glimpse of hope will probably be enough, but I don't know if I'm going to get it. Um, and I have to push money into midfield. I have to look at Podence and upgrade him, I think. And that's where I'll do James out next. Probably James out to Kilman or Stroik. And uh, that was quite good. I got that one. Yeah, very good. Um, and then Podence to Bowen is probably what I'm going to do um, in turn in time for game week eight when West Ham play Fulham. That's the idea. Because I think got, Bowen could be a decent differential. We've only got four players the same. Yeah, well, you know, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. 
It's almost by design. Uh, Captain no, Matrix. sorry, five. five oh, sorry. Okay, you've ruined it. Um, <laughs> so this game we, we've highlighted Salah versus Sheffield United, Kane versus Burnley, Sun versus Burnley, Sterling, West Ham as the four most likely captains. And looking ahead, Kane and Sun now are in place for game week seven. And also they're in place for game week eight when we were looking at Antonio. So now I don't need Antonio. No. But he would be a good differential captain. I will probably go Kane at West Brom. I've got to, haven't I? Come on. Right, well, yeah. So. I mean, that is that is prime. That is prime time because with Salah, with Salah against City, the decision's a lot easier to make um, yeah. compared to the other two. Yeah, I mean, the Kane problem. versus West Brom is, is, is going to... If I stick without Kane, that is the one I'm really worried about. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, and when I looked at buying Kane, it was that West Brom fixture that convinced me. I was thinking, if I don't get him now, he's going to be like 7.2. Um, yeah, uh, 11.2 by the time he gets to West Brom. Because he's, mm. yeah, he's, what's he, 10.7? He'll be 10.8 probably by by a deadline. And yeah, it's just going to go, isn't it? Um, the problem game week coming up is game week 10, when that's when City start coming back into it. They've got mm. that Burnley fixture at home. And you think, if you haven't got City by then, that's where it could hurt. Um, yeah. So Salah at Brighton's a good captain, but there will be lots of managers on Sterling and De Bruyne, I think, by then. So I've got to start looking at how I manoeuvre my team, whether Sun makes way at that point. I mean, I need some money to do that, and that's where Trent might go. So mm. It might not be the one for you, but that could be around the time when people couldn't, you could move Kane on for Aguero. Yeah, maybe. I, just don't I know, I know you're so against, I, I know you're against no. it, but it could, you know, it could be... It could be something to consider. I just don't ever see me doing that, but maybe. Uh, Captain Data. Um, so looking at this, I've sorted it by minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. And Mane is top. Every time we look at stats, Mane stands out. Yep. And yet we don't consider him because he doesn't take penalties. Are and we making prize. a mistake? And yeah, his and price. I mean, he yeah. is, he's what, the sec- he's the second most expensive player in the game, right? Hmm. Well, no, there's a Bamiang. He's probably, he's probably his second or third. So he's got Salah and then a Bamiang. He's Mane. cheaper than Salah, though. Right. Yeah. So, but not, but just not buy enough. I just don't. I just no. I just think if you're picking, still at this point, if you're picking one player for any match out of those two, you're always going to pick Salah. And I know the stats don't always tell me. I don't always show that, but I just, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't pick Mane over Salah for my, so, for my yeah, ability. Minutes, minutes per um, expected goal involvement, non-penalty, Mane's on 94.9, Calvert-Lewin 100.7, Kane at 122.7, and Salah's, Salah, He's look at Salah, 272 minutes per expected goal involvement that's not a penalty. The drop-off from those four, I mean, Mane, Calvert-Lewin, Kane and Son are like all looking good, and then the drop-off down to Salah is is huge. Well, Salah's scored goals, but he scored goals that he wasn't expected to yeah. score. That's the problem. Other yeah, than yeah. penalties, which he is. Yeah. So the two, uh, the four goals he's got have all been good, got good quality goals. Basically, has he got how many pens has he taken? Two. I can't quite recall what it is. Two in that one game, right? Yeah, it's two. So he's got, um, yeah. So he's got four goals from open play, and obviously all good, high quality goals, low quality xG. Um, minutes per shot's interesting. Minutes per shot, Salah and Kane dominate. Salah's had a shot every 18 minutes and Kane's beaten at 17.8 at the moment. Minutes per shot in the box, Salah beats Kane 23.7 to 27.8. But if you look at minutes per point, it's Kane and Son miles ahead, 7.4 and 7.6, Salah out and 9.4. So it's close, isn't it? Um, Looking at the... Defensive data. Burnley's defence fares well. 
minutes mm-hmm. per XG, 83.2, which is second to Chelsea on 81.5 in our little sample here. So the Burnley defence looks tighter than Sheffield United's. Um, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> ben Mee's back, apparently. It's, uh, where, it's where those kind of stats, I'm, I'm not all... I mean, look, I mean, I look at Brighton and I think... For those stats, I should be looking at Brighton and thinking they look really resolute. And I, I don't think they do. And I look at Chelsea mm. and I think, well, they could concede all the time. With Mendy back, it might be different. But I look at Burnley and I just think they look Yeah. They look so you fragile. think the, the stats, like, I mean, who have they played? I mean, that's the important thing. They've played Leicester, Southampton, Newcastle and West Brom. So you'd expect their minutes per XG to be low, mm. to be to be high rather. Um because those teams aren't attacking sides, apart from maybe Southampton. Leicester have struggled this year. Newcastle, West Brom certainly have for goals. So Burnley, perhaps the data, we shouldn't be persuaded by that. And we should perhaps have confidence in Tottenham going there and scoring some goals. Um, I just can't shake the what, what Joe said a few weeks ago on the Scoutcast, where he said mm. he, looked at, he looks at Burnley and he sees them like he did Bournemouth last season, where they just look a bit out of ideas. Like they just look a bit kind mm. of labouring towards the end. They're just kind of going to not pick up enough points and just go down without too much of a fight. And I could be completely wrong about that, but that just kind of is what I think. I just don't think they've got enough in the tank to get through this season. Mm. And I think the only way they're going to stay up is if teams around them just do a lot worse. And I think when they're coming into a team like Spurs with the form they've got, it's not, it's not a good time. The one stat I pick out here, though, is Sheffield United have conceded a big chance every 59 minutes, whereas Burnley have conceded one every 75 so although Burnley have had poorer opposition than Sheffield United, Sheffield United, with a big chance every 59 minutes, mm. suggests that Liverpool... And Liverpool are look at it and think, we're going to be vulnerable at set pieces. We've got to get three goals. We can't... Two won't be enough because they, they'll expect Sheffield yeah. United to get one. So suddenly you're looking at a Liverpool attack now that has to go all, all guns blazing, don't they? And that's the thing that has me on Salah, I think. Yeah. And Savert... We got his captaincy. Savert is the guy. Savert is the guy who got the most points from captains last season. He has gone. He's now bear in mind he's got Son and he's got Kane because he wildcarded and he got those guys in. So he's got Kane and Salah. He is going Salah. Yep. So there you go. There you go. Doesn't surprise me. I think I think Salah is the. I think Salah is the pick. To be fair, um, but I do think it's close. Okay, uh, we're going to end with the Black Box League. We've been mentioning it and uh, hats off to Jabioti Samanta. Very difficult to pronounce, but well nice. done. Um, he's ranked 65 in the world. He or she nice. ranked 65 in the world and top of the Black Box League. Uh, team value of 101.1 million. This data, by the way, is courtesy of Mini League Mate, um, who are a great service. You should look them up. Um, and they do not sponsor us, so we can say No, they that. don't sponsor us. I just went to them because I like what they do, and they've given um, us access to their service. And so if you run a Mini League, definitely look at what they do. It's really interesting. You get loads of data, of which this kind of table is what you get. Um, and it shows here what's interesting as well is in the top 20 in the Black Box League, the most hits taken is 12 points uh, <laughs> and I've taken 16. So if I needed any more evidence that I need to curb yep. my hit habit, yep. it's that kind of stat. I need to stop it. Um, and I stop it. I will. Um, so yeah, just one thing left to say, isn't there? That is the, uh, 
subscribe and like there's the smash and i will just say there is a link to the league in the description so if you haven't joined the mini league please do it would be lovely yes. to knock andy's let's talk of pl off his top five perch uh, one day that's got to be the got to be Absolutely. the goal that's that's upset mr slippers <laughs> that's, the, that's the dream i mean i don't think we're going to overtake him in terms of the subscribers he's got he's on over a hundred thousand but we'll it'd be get nice. there one day it would be, be nice to put a, a dent he's, into it he's bound to have a week off at some point and we'll catch him in that week but yeah he's relentless with his videos the league code is v8txt2p it's always in the bottom corner of our youtube feed yep. Um, so if you're watching that, that's where it's at. If you're not watching that, watch that and the code's there. So join our league and help us beat Andy. Uh, it's a crusade. <laughs> um, but yes, so that's it. So we will do a, a spontaneous... Smash the, sub, smash the yes. sub right. If you're watching now and you haven't subbed, please sub now. It's very I helpful. Would, I would press the button, but I don't think I've got it working. So We've had one dislike, so whoever did that. Oh, it's gone. <sighs> our, words have, our words have gone. So yeah, hit the like button now. That would be, that'd be good. I mean, we've got a thousand watching, only 178 likes. So if everyone... Nice. So we're going to sit here until everyone has liked. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. We had more people watching Friday nights, drunken... Last minute thing we did. And so we've got to do more of those and we promise we will do it. And what we're going to try and do is get a few guests on ad hoc from the community and make it kind of a drop in show. We'll plan when the next spontaneous one will be, which doesn't make sense, does it? But we no, will plan it when it will be. But we will do more of those because we did enjoy it and uh, as kind of enjoyed it, didn't you? I loved it. I, you know, sit on Friday night drinking some beers, talking FPL. It's uh it's it's it doesn't it doesn't get much better. So now I'm it it, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun actually. I, it was. I, I did really enjoy it. it we've had, we'll, oh, we we were at a four disc sites. That's got down to one. I think people uh, are just uh, they're teasing you, just teasing us. Yeah. But it's uh, it was good fun to do. We will do more then. But for now, it's the regular show that we're going to churn out every week. Yep. Um, but that is enough for me. And as for this week, so it's a good night for me. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.